What? What? <laughs> episode 26 in the his house. Oh, yeah. The 26th episode of the ungrown ups. And this is sort of kind of like the end of summer, even though we're still in August because my kids start school this yeah, week. The nieces and nephews started school and it is definitely summer because it's 100 friggin degrees outside. Yeah. So we have the whole heat wave thing. Plus, kids are starting school, at least in Southern California, by going online. But it's a. Right. Uh, it doesn't seem like summer's really. It doesn't even really feel like summer was a thing to begin with, because no, it just got hot. Yeah. Yeah. It was just another day, but it was a hotter day. Yeah. It was a hot blurs day. Right. <laughs> didn't go anywhere. It didn't do anything. But right. it's just warmer. But yeah. So it, it's it's kind of crazy with with school starting up already. And this this year for us was kind of strange in the fact that summer is actually two weeks shorter than normal because the school district was shifting the start of the school year. They were going to do that anyways? Yeah, they were doing oh, that anyways. Okay. Yeah. And so the reason for that being, I guess, when you get to high school, those advanced placement uh, courses, when you have an AP class, yeah. you have to take the advanced placement test. And that test, I want to say, is like in May. And they found that school districts that started earlier did better on those AP tests and their students passed so they start earlier. Do they also go longer or they start earlier and end earlier? They'll end earlier. Oh, but okay. for this year, right, right. they ended normal or their old normal they ended. Right. And then they started two weeks earlier. So they lost that's two the weeks new of normal. summer. Yes. Yeah. That's a lot of new normal going right, on. Right, right. Yeah. I don't even like those words, new normal. Screw you. Yeah. It's better go back. Fuck normal. Just do something different. Yeah. But, the new different. That's a good yeah. one. <laughs> but so this year, his... Uh, Grayson summer is two weeks shorter, and the benefit then is not so much in elementary school or junior high, but for those high school students in that school district, they will then have two more weeks to prepare for the AP test and therefore be more likely to pass. Okay. That's the whole explanation. And then next summer, we'll go back to that full, whatever, nine weeks of summer or whatever that actual length of summer is. Do they have AP... Virtual, I don't know how online courses or something like are they going to still have would, AP courses? Well, I, I guess you can't homeschool AP if you're a dum dum. No, no, well, you wouldn't be in that class anyways. No, 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 no. I'm saying that if you're the parent and you're a dum dum, you can't oh. do the homeschooling for AP, can you? Yeah, but I mean, you think about all those parents that are struggling with algebra or teaching their kids with algebra when they were weak in it in high school themselves, you know, 20 years prior or whatever it was. Yeah, I guess that's fair, you know. So, I, yeah. I think it's, it's interesting to see, but. Anyway, so tomorrow morning he's got to log in to Zoom and join his teacher. And then I've got to sit or a parent has to join a company, their child, in the Zoom meet and greet for the first day of school from home. Hmm. The oh, Avery and Owen, that, those two nieces and nephews. I'm not sure when Nicole's kids start or if they've started. I, I have most to imagine districts, they have. Like around in Southern California, either start or at least in Orange County have started either in this past week yeah. or in the coming week or so. Yeah, they started last like Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. Something yeah. like that, which which I found to be kind of odd because I guess it's easing into it maybe. But, but you when know, you're, why, why midweek? I mean, it's from home. Who cares? That's exactly right. Yeah. When, it makes sense like when you're going in person to kind of get the routine set. And the first two days are kind of throwaway days because the kids right. are just figuring out their classroom, their teacher, their classmates. Right. But when you're doing it online, it's like, what's the deal? Are they doing that thing? I've heard that they're going to do like three months of one subject three months well like maybe two or three subjects and then two or three subjects I've, so they're I've not going to do like you know you don't have all six subjects a day i've heard different districts are trying different things yeah. uh for my son it doesn't seem so much to be like that um they've got it set up where it's actually kind of a rigid schedule so class starts at eight uh-huh. and there's specific activities or certain subjects at given time so from nine fifteen to 
1020 is math no. or something like that. And there's a 15 minute break, which is like a virtual recess where the kids can like get away from the computer and Take get a tea. snack. Yeah. yeah, there's lunch from 12.15 to 1 o'clock. Cool. And then the digital class day ends at 2.15. And he's supposed to be done with everything. Like, Wait, so 8 o'clock to 2.15 yes. on the computer? That's a long freaking They're day. They're apparently required to have 240 minutes of instruction daily. Jeez. And I don't know if it's a state requirement in order to get the funding or yeah. something for the school district. Yeah. But Maybe it has something to do, too, with the moving the kids to another grade. It could be that too, but then also like the district sent out a survey a couple of weeks ago saying, hey, um, you know, because of the, the current situation with coronavirus, we are starting the school year with distance learning. So the first right. trimester will be distance learning. Right. However, once that trimester is up, what do you want to do? Do you want to do distance learning year round? Do you want to go to the hybrid model, which is you go into school for a couple hours each day yeah. and then go home and do it digitally the rest of the well, day. Depending how far you are from the school, that could be a massive pain in the ass. Well, I mean, if you have, if you're an adult with kids and you have to work, it's a pain in the ass because the hybrid session, there's a morning session or an afternoon session. Yeah. So if you're doing the morning thing, you would drop them off on the way into work, but then they'd be done at noon and you'd have to somehow get your kid and take them back home. Right. But if you're actually going into a workplace and not working from home, that's a huge ordeal. There's no buses. You know, I don't know if they're, if they're doing the bus thing or I not. I can't imagine they're going to put a bunch of kids on a bus if they'll barely let them into a classroom. True. Yeah. Although but Georgia doesn't give a shit, so. Yeah, that's the thing is like <laughs> some states clearly don't care. And then yeah. you're seeing like that, that school where the uh, the high school student had, had snapped pictures of the hallway. Oh, yeah. Fully and, packed. And then yep. shared it. Got suspended by the school for being on social media during school hours. And then I think they announced like that following week that nine students or nine students Students and faculty had come down with coronavirus and right. they had to close down the school for a couple of days to do a deep cleaning. So I read something there's like 12,000 or more students that are like on quarantine. Oh, for may, sure. It may not have been the same school, but right. for the same idea. Well, yeah, yeah. And it was like touting you the fact that kids are resistant to it. And it's like, well, you realize that when this first started, cl schools closed almost immediately. So kids were at home. So that whole opportunity for kids to catch it in the school environment yeah. really hasn't been tested until now as, right. as everybody's going back. So well, resistant to it doesn't mean that they're not carrying it around. I mean, kids right, are germ right. factors anyways. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when, when Grayson was, was a toddler and going to preschool at the Montessori, we were sick every, it seemed like every other week or so. Yeah. Cause he'd come home with a bug and then I'd get it and I'd pass it to the wife and right. then we'd finally get over it and then he'd bring home something else. And mm -hmm. yeah, I don't miss those days and, and I don't want to see a reoccurrence of that bring home a disease kind of. Well, especially not with something that's a little bit more serious than just the regular flu. Unless you're one of those people that thinks it's a conspiracy, in which case. Fuck you. Good on you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Either way. I good just, fuck. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not even going to get into it. It's uh, but not you, a conspiracy. You, it is not. It is a real yeah. disease. You mentioned something earlier, though, about you've been looking for a laptop. And I actually didn't even think about that that would be a consequence of this. But. All the kids staying home from school, so they need a way to get online. Right. Parents are still working, so they it's not like they're going to be like, yeah, use my computer all day. Right, if they're so, working, yeah. Yeah, so now you've got families that maybe had a computer before right. are looking for multiple computers. Yeah. And granted, you can get them from, you say that you can get them from the district, right? Right, but, right. So in, in our household, like my wife has her, her work computer, I have my work computer, and we have a household computer upstairs. Yeah. But the downside to the household computer being upstairs is that Grayson's upstairs by himself. And so we can't really keep an eye on him sure. when he's upstairs. So he's got a nanny cam. Yeah, it seems Baby more Baby monitor. But on the plus side, if we do the, the the Chromebook, yeah, we can get one through the district. But yeah. if we just purchased our own, yeah. 
it would be ours, first right. of all. But the other benefit is the fact that that technically means we can just get up and go somewhere. Oh, yeah, right. for sure. We could road trip right, to right. somewhere, and then we'd all have our, our technology, and so yeah. we'd all be able to connect to Wi-Fi and he, do our work. He could do school from Moab. Correct. Yeah, that'd be yeah, pretty As cool. long as he has Wi-Fi signal and, and we're at some place, we could road trip yep. somewhere and be able to do that. So that's kind of one of the, the, the greater flexibilities of the whole thing. Yeah, I could go through the school district, and I think I wouldn't have a problem doing it, but at the same time, I know there's a lot of people that can't afford. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And so, so you, you don't rather, want to take one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to take one from somebody else that would actually need it more than right. we do. Well, and it's crazy. I didn't even really think about it until you sort of started mentioning it. And my, my brother-in-law is actually buying an iPad for work, an iPad Pro. And he was asking me a bunch of questions and ended up ordering it. But anyway, so he was supposed to get it. It took, I think it's been three weeks or something like that. He was supposed to get it last week. Now it says this Wednesday. Yeah, I'm stalking several websites looking for. I'm looking for a specific Lenovo Chromebook. What's why that specific one? Uh, the Wire Cutter and a couple other review sites rated it really highly. It's an inexpensive Chromebook. It's Chromebooks in a, are designed to be inexpensive, right? Yeah, but the 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 because they're not supposed to have the Google Pixelbook Go is like seven hundred bucks, like six fifty. Don't they have? I thought they the whole deal behind them was there's no hard drive, there's no like no real memory space. Maybe there's a hard drive. But not a lot of memory, and it's supposed is, to boot fast. Yeah, part of it is, I guess, design aesthetics, it's and then the cloud. Yeah, but the the screen quality and other things like that. So the oh, so yeah, okay, that makes sense. You would pay more for better hardware, right? Yeah, and yeah. so in this case, the one that we want is it's in that three fifty four hundred price range. So it's yeah, average, I guess, for a Chromebook. I mean, they are yeah. as cheap as two hundred bucks, but we wanted a decent processor. We wanted something that would be good for the six years because most Chromebooks, uh, when you buy them, they they ship with six years of Updates. Oh, okay. So if you okay. buy a 2020, you're going to have software updates for so 2026. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Right. And so you, assuming we, want, we make it that far. Right. But also <laughs> making sure that the the hardware is kind of robust enough to support those future right. software updates. Right. But you're right. I mean, it's everything's cloud based. So you, you log in with your Google, Google account yeah. and then everything is stored in the cloud. There's only like 64 gigs of onboard storage. That's still a decent amount. Right. And there's an SD card slot. Yeah, so yeah. you can plug in even yeah. more. But you wanted something with decent uh, hardware, d- decent uh, processor, decent you know monitor specs and things like that. So basically, I'm, I'm stalking the internets for this specific model. They have it on Amazon, but they're only selling. Uh, somebody's got it as a so that exact model. When you click on it, sometimes when it's not available as brand yeah, new, yeah, to find it somewhere else or whatever. You're finding them used, right? They want six hundred bucks for a used what? one when it's three fifty for a new one. No, you, know, like, you just have to be patient. Exactly. Yeah. The, and, and we're fine for now because again, he's got the Mac upstairs. He right. can use that. But our our main goal is the fact that if he has that Chromebook, he could be working next to me. And so when he has a question, I can just look over yeah, and help, and help him, him. Yeah. rather than having to go upstairs, right. help him come back down. Right. So there's there's kind of reasons for it would be nice to have the Chromebook. It's not a must have at this point, but we're going down that path where, you know, we found the model we want. We just need to get our hands on one and bring it home. Yeah. I, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I was cloud resistant, I guess for a while for some, I mean, for really no logical reason. I just, I really do like like native apps. Like I like using Outlook native and whatever. Um, but that being said, I've recently like embraced it a lot more. We use Google drive and stuff for, for this pot. Well, we use it for this to transfer files back and forth. And and then office 365 is fine. Yeah. I mean, there, there are some stuff and I'm, you know, I'm like, I, I have most of my stuff backed up to the cloud. I was going to say, do you have an iCloud subscription? I do have an iCloud subscription, which actually is full and I can't remember what capacity I have. I don't have the the cheapest, cheapest one, but I don't, I'm not paying a lot of money for it. Um, and then I, I do back up my, uh, 
porn com- yes yeah. my company laptop gets backed up to I, I should say my personal consulting company laptop gets backed up to a, a regular hard disk as right well. yeah so it's because they're so cheap i mean you get a you get like four terabytes for a hundred and something bucks yeah so, so we cheap. have we have a, a four terabyte backup and then uh with a mac it'll it'll do it you know yeah yeah, I put all my photos to it, so yeah, that was the big thing. And I'm like, yeah, okay, you can put all your photos in the cloud, but I actually know somebody that recently had all they had all their photos on Google Photo Drive yeah. Hub. I don't know what the whatever, it's whatever. Called, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, one day went in to log in, and they were just gone. Ooh, like yeah, it's one of those things we don't know where they went. With things like photos and stuff like that, they always say you should have you know there's there needs to be redundancies in your backup, right? So I mean, if you have, if you have a picture saved locally in your laptop and you have it saved to an external hard drive, you're pretty good, yeah. you know. But I wouldn't rely entirely on the cloud because no. there's no other tangible backup in case. So. I mean, realistically, you know, you could I guess set up a like a eight terabyte RAID array or something and just have double redundancy. Yeah, but I think that's still a thing. It could be. It probably is. Yeah, we're gonna go with it. Is yeah, but I this mean, do been... you really want to save all those stupid Instagram filter photos? <laughs> yes this has been the it moment brought to you oh, by the it corner <laughs> i uh i'm not an it guy obviously uh no so, i like i like gadgets or gadgets gadgets and gizmos but i do too but i'm not i'm not the guy like if i, I i'm very good with technology but i'm not the guy that's like i'm not going to build you a network yeah i mean i built computers yeah. in the past but i don't obsess about that kind of shit right. it's just like okay Here's something that'll work and it's relatively inexpensive. I'm not going balls to the walls, top tier on everything. Right. In some specs, it's not really that big of a deal. I did think about, so I do have a hard drive that I could plug into my router, which by the way, my router is getting old, but I could plug it into my router and then just have wireless backup access. Yeah. Yeah. You can do that too. Yeah. But it also seems like uh, work. Yeah, it does. Yep. But it's so. work that you don't have to have pants on to do, so therefore it's well, that's okay. most work of these days. Although I did have to wear pants uh, yesterday, so that was diff- disappointing. And Friday, uh, I was gonna say on I had Saturday? some work. Yeah, I had some work stuff that I had to do, so it's gonna be a, a pretty busy uh, work week actually coming yeah. up. And are you are you testing the that. limits? Are you are you start wearing like capri pants, which are technically <laughs> pants, but no. your ankles are exposed? No, and I was gonna wear shorts with the loafer. That. You know, the capri loafer oh, look, yeah. like you're some Italian no, playboy. I, that's not me. That's just not my look. Uh, <laughs> But I'm I'm pretty pumped because not this coming week, but the week after that, I get on the train. I so I ended up booking it. I don't know if we talked about that. Yeah, I you talked about your, your trip to. I talked Chicago. about I was going to do, but I, at the time, I don't think that I had actually committed. Committed like by it putting money. It sounded like it because you were going up to Portland. You were doing a night in Portland, and then from there to Chicago. not even a night in Portland. So I leave. So I walk down the street from yeah. here. I walked a block and a half or what? Not even a block and a half. Block away. Yeah. With all your belongings and a little handkerchief tied to a stick. On a stick. Yep. And it's a polka dot handkerchief. Red, right. red be, and, yeah. yeah, it has to be. Red and white. And I get on that train. That goes to Union Station LA. Take that to Portland. That's an overnight. Right. And then you get like there. an hour and a half in Portland. I oh, get there the all. next day. Yeah, okay. I have an hour and a half. Jump on another train. Off to Chicago. Three days, I think it is. Something like that. It takes me to get to Chicago. I get to Chicago. I do have to stay in Chicago overnight. I have yeah. I got a hotel that's like three tenths of a mile away from the train station. Nothing is freaking open in Chicago anyway, so I yeah. don't care. Uh, in fact, I had Hilton points. So I used that. Oh, I was surprised. I had like several hundred thousand Hilton points still, which is not bad. Yeah. So uh, used those. Went. Or I'll I'll do that. I'll stay there overnight. Jump another train in the morning, and then I take like a 
or actually I think early in the afternoon. I take like a diagonal route back to Oh no LA. way. So yeah. you get a full train route. Yep, yep. Full big triangle plus like a little tail because of the uh Santa Ana to or excuse me, orange to uh to Union Station in LA. Oh, that's not that's not too bad. No, you, weirdly though, it's like an hour and a half. So how when you when you book that train uh-huh. trip is it considered a round trip fare or is no, it, are you just booking no. three separate <laughs> train legs? Like, I don't know. Their website is stupid. Yeah. So you can book one way round trip and like multi-city. So yeah. I put in multi-city. But what's funny about like, it doesn't tell you, like you're not actually looking at a schedule so that I know, okay, the train pulls in here. I can't possibly leave. And make right? it to, yeah. So you have to do a bunch of trial and error because it will let you buy a ticket that is too soon. That physically you won't, yeah. Yeah, right. So it doesn't really have like a logic planner or yeah, or a logic or anything like that. So and then I didn't I didn't even think about it. I kept putting in uh, Santa Ana, yeah, to wherever I was going, and that actually isn't that big of a deal. Except I don't live by the Santa Ana train station, yeah. so I finally was like, oh shit, that's right. Amtrak does go to this train station, but they don't stop. Oh. So I actually have to take a Metrolink to, to get Union up the, Station. There you go. Yeah. Or I guess I could Metrolink to... Some other one. To Santa Ana. Yeah. And then Santa Ana take a... Uh, but why would you need... You don't need... That would be an extra two trains. I don't need yeah. that. Or you, if you... It's nine yeah. bucks to get to Union Station. It's yeah. cheap. Might as well just do that. Yeah. So, so the only thing you? that I actually have to pay for still on this trip is going to be food in Chicago and then any of the booze. So I'm thinking about trafficking some booze across state lines. I was going to say, is it like a cruise where you're able to bring alcohol on in your baggage? As far as I know, they don't check your bag. Because I know, like, I've taken the the train before, and people are just drinking beer, like, on the way down to San Diego. Right. So you can consume alcoholic beverages, and I don't think I saw them buying it from the train. They yeah, just, so the Amtrak, I mean, they do have, like, a bar. Right, right. Right, but if I, I mean, I don't know how much, how expensive it's going to be, so I was thinking about maybe just taking, like, a bottle of bourbon or something with me. yeah. Maybe making it a game. Maybe some Coke Zeros. What Ooh. kind of game? I don't know. When every time you see like a a moose or something, you drink or I don't know. I don't know. There's gonna be a lot of moose. There might be something. How about every time you see a train? <laughs> <laughs> oh, those times where you're cruising on a train and something else, another train passes yeah. in the opposite I, I direction. Was just undefined whether it's your train or another train. You can play that however you need to. Uh-huh. It could be just a constant just glug. So what's what's the total time? Is it a full week? Like I leave on a Tuesday. I think it's a Tuesday, and I come. I get back on Monday. Okay. So it's a. It's almost a week. It's almost a week. Yeah. 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 But just, I mean, that's a decent amount of time. I am. I. I think we talked about this last time and how stupid this is. But I'm excited to take a shower on a train. Okay. It just seems like it might be a cool. I mean, it's probably going to be terrible, but it's different. I I guess. Who's taking a shower on a train that you know? Nobody yet. There you go. You gonna live stream it? <laughs> uh, I'm not totally opposed. I mean, it, to me, it sounds like trying to take a shower in a motorhome while somebody's driving it down yeah, the highway. Exactly. Like so, the, it's gonna be a total adventure. Yeah, the whole jostling of maybe, the, maybe when you get in, like there's like a safety strap, and you gotta like you know, I don't know. I, I have no idea. Maybe there isn't even a shower. Maybe I'm just gonna be gross. Maybe it's just hand sanitizer and wet wipes, and that's all you get. Yeah, well, I'll have to take some action wipes with me. I I wonder if, I mean, there's gotta be a shower, right? I didn't look into it. 
you have a room, right? You get the sleeping. Yeah, apartment? but it's not a. Yeah, I got the little one, so it's like it's kind of like if if you and I were going together, there's bunk beds, right, so there's right. like a they fold down. Yeah. Right, and then during the day we get a little table or whatever, so you could fit two people in there, but it it wouldn't be like. It's not big. It's not a very big room, but so, it's, it's perfect. It's all I need. Are you going to create some sort of different backstory to the to tell people that you meet on the train, like you're, I don't know, something like running from the law. Yeah, yeah, or you're you're uh, you know a consultant or something. Oh, tell them I I robbed a bank, but well, I could tell them I'm a consultant, but that's not a lie. No, yeah, it is kind of. It's not really exciting either. I guess. No, not at all. What do you consult on? Trust me, you don't want to know. Yeah, it's boring. I can't even. Really well, but I guess it. I guess it, it. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm not actively doing that. So maybe well, that and, like you mentioned, like the dining car is more or less closed, so there's not yeah, really that's a, a chance. So that, yeah, you're not going to really talk to many people. But uh, so I was talking to Jason. Jason and I and Allie went, um, we socially distanced up our way up the mountain to watch the Perseids last yeah. month, last week. And, uh, which by the way, dude was freaking awesome. Did you get a chance to see him? No, I've, I've always tried to see them, but I've never tried hard enough. Well, one, one by of these trying, times, I mean, I just go out the front door yeah, and look yeah, yeah, up yeah. and there's just too much light pollution to really see anything. One of these times you'll have to, or one year you'll just have to stay up late and we'll go up the mountain. But, uh, what, there was you top saddleback. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There was one that freaking like came basically right over my head, almost all the way down behind the mountain, directly in front of me, oh, and right. left this like cool like three second streak. That's like, pretty cool. Oh, it was super vision. There were some really good ones. But anyways, we were up there, and, and uh, Jason and I were talking about. So he's done the train to Chicago a long time ago. He took the train, I guess, to Chicago from here. So probably, I think he said he went the train I'm on, which is so. There's two routes. One goes through Texas. One goes through like sticks kind of north of Texas. Right. And he, I guess he did the same one. Anyways, so he was telling me that the observation car is super cool. So there's like a car you can sit in. It and was like, glass top. Yeah, so that'll be super cool. Um, unfortunately, speaking of dining cars, there's a literal diner on the train that goes between. And I can't remember what the name of the trains. They've all got fancy names. Yeah, yeah. But the one that goes from Chicago back to here normally would have a like a 50s style diner with booths and stuff. Oh, but that's closed. Yeah. So the observation car, is that just open to anybody that wants to go up there and sit in it? Or do you buy well, a I, seat I hope in it? No, 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 no. I think it's it's part of your, your experience. Yeah. But I don't know if the, the, the normals, like the, the regular seat folks are allowed back there. Or, or only the room. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not really sure. I don't honestly, I don't know. I, I don't know how this works. I don't know if they even look at your, I know they do not. There's no metal detectors. No. Yeah, yeah. So that part doesn't matter. It's a little sketchy. So do you dress like you're going on a flight, like pajama bottoms and a hoodie, or? Uh, I will probably, in all honesty, I'll probably like every day shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. However, I did think about suiting up. Oh, just going the classy route. Yeah, you know, pocket That's, watch or a monocle or something. That seems like just way too much work and too hot. Yeah, maybe just one of those tuxedo t-shirts. I think would be a happy compromise. Oh, I have one of those. Yeah, yeah. I wear those all the time. There you go. That's your that's your compromise. In fact, I wore. I, so I originally bought it because I I thought that I was going to get to see penguins when I was in Ushuaia, but unfortunately the timing didn't didn't yeah. work out because I was going to wear that to hang out with the penguins. But what I ended up doing was uh, I went I the hotel that I was at in South America for New Year's Eve was this like super fancy hotel. You told me about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So, so I wore that to dinner. They did this like plated dinner with all you could drink wine. The food wasn't very good, but I drank my weight in wine. I was getting my money worth. Anyways, so I wore the the tuxedo t-shirt and all these people are all dressed up. I got the dirtiest looks. However, I did meet a really cool couple and we hung out all night. So There you go. Yeah. All because fun. of that t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was cool. 
Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the train. I think it's going to be a totally different. Unfortunately, it is a, a recording weekend, so we'll have to record before. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. I'm not worried about it. I'm not either. I wonder if they our listeners might be. Do they announce like when you've crossed state lines? Like oh, I, don't, I don't know. I know that like so there's places where they've got to stop to refuel. So some of the stations you have enough time to stand on the platform and hang out. Um, I'm an ounce smoke cigarettes, but that's I guess when you would do it. Yeah. Um, do they have smoking cars on trains? I don't think so. Probably not anymore. Yeah, I don't know how. I, I'm wondering how often it stops because yeah. I, I know when I've taken the train down to San Diego from Orange County, it stopped. Pretty much like every 15 minutes. Well, it, so this is like, because it's the Amtrak one, they don't stop as often, right? right? So, yeah, they have to stop, but you'll see, it's like when, you know, Amtrak flies through the, yeah, uh, the flies the crossings, through other stations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, they don't, it's not, dude, there's a whole Amtrak forum, by the way. Wow. Is there like a Amtrak status? Like, can you get like. Oh, yeah. There's frequent, like frequent railer. No. 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 I don't know what it's called. Repeat railer? No, uh, I don't think that's going to work either. Uh, yeah, what is that? What would that be called? Because the airlines, you have frequent flyer. And even on like cruise ships, they they have some terminology they use. Yeah, frequent floater? I don't know. Uh, I have no idea either. But yeah, so the the uh, they definitely do have a, a frequent rewards program, whatever. And, I mean, you sign up for it by default. There's an app. My tickets are actually the, my train ticket is in a Apple wallet. Oh, wow. like a like a yeah, yeah. boarding pass would be. I wanted to find the so there is a what the heck's it called? The California Zephyr. Yeah, okay, I've heard that name. Wait, no, that's not it. Coast Starlight is the train that I'll be on up the coast to Portland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it. Let's see, where's the map? I was going to tell you how many places it stops. 47. Oh, my God, a lot. Okay. <laughs> Chico, Davis, Dunsmer, Emeryville, L.A., Martinez, Oakland, Oxnard, Paso Robles, Redding, Sacramento, Santa Barbara, Simi Valley, San Jose, San Luis Obispo, Salinas, Van Nuys, and that's just California. Yeah, then you get into Oregon. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's a yep. decent number of stops, but, like, if you look at, so let me go back, hang on, I'm scrolling to the bottom of this website because it starts from l or starts from north south so anyways la the next stop oh it's Bur- it's burbank so that's Ooh, that's a far one yeah van nuys simi valley oxnard santa barbara san luis paso salinas salinas to san jose it's not very far either actually yeah most of those seem like they're like 30 40 minutes of that yeah wow uh you do stop at dunsmer and then klamath falls which is all right so that's an hour. What will be interesting to see is how punctual no, two, the two train hours? is. Oh, dude. Because, I mean, in Japan, it's it's phenomenal. You take the train, yeah. it's it's on time or it's within like three seconds. And if any... And they apologize if it's not. It's fantastic. Yeah. Where's... However, this one, one well, to, to, you know, that's a, a good concern For... because I, ha- I only have, I want to say, an hour and a half. Maybe yeah. two hours in Portland. So if the train leaves LA and gets stuck, you're screwed. Right. But they'll they... let me change. I mean, I they, they they have free change, whatever that's what you would call that. Like yeah. It, whatever. Yeah. So I'll just have to modify my trip and the hotel. I booked through. I mean, I booked with points, so, so I'll just call the Hilton and tell them fix it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be fine. That should be an interesting adventure. Are you? Yeah. Ho- are you hoping your sunglasses will be ready in time? God damn. 
That's hurtful. Um, yes. Yeah, before before we started this episode, uh, Ryan had to share the, the tragic, tragic news. That's right. That he lost his Oakley sunglasses. My favorite pair of sunglasses. Uh, I mean, I have more than one pair, but yeah. that is my favorite pair. I wear them all the time. And I was in Los Angeles on Friday, and I rode my motorcycle up, and I'm fairly certain I pulled some stuff out of the, the top case on my motorcycle, and they fell out with it and i didn't notice and they're probably on the ground somewhere so whoever in la picked them up you're welcome uh that's pretty shit however i realized finally last night i looked everywhere i realized they're gone gone so it's gonna be awesome when you find them after you got your new pair honestly that's fine because they're they're broken like they're the the arm is cracked so i'll probably just super glue them and leave them at the pool as pool glasses yeah but um well, and I would be happy just to be reunited with them. But yeah, so I ordered, <laughs> I ordered a new pair. Uh, off same style, same color, everything. Basically, the exact same glasses, uh, except I think the little like Oakley logo on the side is a matte black instead of a shiny black this uh, time. So uh, you know, I mixed it up a little bit. Yeah, people are gonna go, "Wow, you look different. What is it? Yeah. Oh, you're shiny." Yeah. Oh, and it's the new. Now they have the prism lenses, right? Oh, so yeah, the lens yeah. quality is a little bit better. Um, at any rate, so I ordered them last night when I was heartbroken and probably crying in, under duress. I wasn't crying, but I was definitely <laughs> sad. And so ordered a new pair and I ordered them for pickup at the spectrum. Cause it said two hours. Yeah. Cause and there's a store there. Yeah. yeah. The, the Oakley store. They open at noon. I still haven't gotten an email. And for the record, it's three fifty one right this second. Yeah. And, uh, I have not gotten an email from them. I did call the store and their system is busted. So that sucks. Luckily, I've got a pair of Wayfarers I can wear for a while. Yeah. Or gas cans. I mean, I can pick other sunglasses, but it's not the same. Yeah, I know. It is It is kind of interesting how you, you associate or you have a preference toward sunglasses. Like for me, I've, I've always, like at, when I was younger, I would always go for the cheap stuff just because I couldn't trust myself to not lose them. Right. But then once I purchased like a pair of Oakleys or once I had a pair of Oakleys, it was like I managed to keep them for a lot longer than anything else yep. because one you realize hey these aren't cheap so you kind of take recollection of where you've put them so yeah. you, you keep better tabs on them but then they've also held up quite well yeah they definitely last longer I, mean, I have a i have a pair of gas cans that oakley gave me yeah i had 10 I, years ago probably yeah i had a oakley account oh for really number of years yeah way back in the day and you would get like 40% off yeah. like list price. That was a really good deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I, I definitely, you know, tried to take care of them. And the fact that it just, dude, it's so weird. I'm normally like so observant about that kind of stuff. When I got home on Friday night, I pulled everything out of the top case and, and brought everything in. and was like, and I had it in the back of my head, like something's missing. Yeah. You know, and then yesterday was looking for them, couldn't find them. And yeah, sucked. Is this the first time you've lost a pair of sunglasses or is this... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't, like the... I had a dog, a friend's dog, eat a pair of my sunglasses once. My last pair of glasses I had to replace, I broke the, the stem on. Like the 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 hinge point, like the, the glasses that I had, they were a pair of Oakley's. Didn't they rust or something? Yeah, it yeah. was the weirdest thing because the, the arms were interchangeable. You could swap right. them out. And they had one that was smooth plastic and they had ones that had like the, the rubber grips on the end so they would stay in place if you were right. doing sports or whatever. So sports glasses. Yeah, sports. Ah, sports. And you could take the the arms in and out, but the hinge itself was metal to accommodate that mechanism and everything like that. And I so I wore them in the pool a couple of times and I didn't realize the hinges rusted. And one time as I was trying to, I think, either close or open mm. the arm, it just snapped off. Did you take them back to Oakley? Because they'll give you a discount. 
No, and the only reason I didn't was because they were prescription glasses, and I didn't want that same frame again. And then the discount. Yeah, they give you a discount on anything. Yeah, I, which is cool. So I that, think I still have the busted pieces, so I, I probably could. Yeah, that is kind of the. I guess I wouldn't say. Well, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. So because they had a bit of a crack in them, Oakley would have given me a discount. Right. I think it's like twenty percent. And their warranty is, is actually pretty good too, because I mean, I've I've come in before with like a, a scratched lens, and they yeah. swap the lens out in store, yeah. no charge. Yeah, I um I, I actually had talked to somebody there, and because they were several years old, I think I've had them for two and a half years, something like that. Because they were older, I I was only eligible for like a twenty percent discount, but in the first year, yeah. they give you a fifty percent discount. So they they do try to take care of you, and they're definitely a quality product. I'm actually more bummed about well not more bummed but just as bummed about the case that they were in so i had this the old they made an old soft-sided vault they called it and it was like a pill-shaped case right. and it was kind of like a carbony looking fabric yeah, but not like cheesy carbon yeah 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 so that's what i had and you can't buy them anymore i've had that case for that's gotta be 15 years old oh all those memories yeah memories and it fits perfectly in the the armrest of my uh of my truck, it fits perfectly in the little like water bottle, water bottle. What I don't know yeah. what that is, water bottle holder, of my backpack. So it was a very useful piece of kit that's now gone. Yeah, that is always the hardest thing. And you know like- who found it? It's probably some fucking. Duh, anyways, <laughs> it'll some be some fucking asshole with a Porsche or something. I was at the Beverly Hilton, uh-huh. so you know it's some maybe or rich maybe dick. maybe it's a underpaid valet that found him and was like yay maybe if, if you're a worthy person good for you enjoy the eye cooties yeah <laughs> may you get pink eye i hope you do even <laughs> though i'm a very clean person yeah damn it somehow you'll get something yeah. maybe not from me but definitely from somebody you will get pink eye i hope that's terrible i don't hope that please don't get pink eye at least not on purpose well yeah not on purpose don't yeah don't put fart on, on your, your hands or whatever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you uh you were working on a project this weekend, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. So we're in the process of, you know, I guess fixing up the house. Not that it really needs to be fixed up, but there was just some projects that we wanted to get done. So on the outside of the house, we're doing new paint. We're doing a new garage door, new garage door opener, a new patio door, new fencing. But inside the house, uh, we had a minor roof leak um, at the beginning of the year due to some uh, roofing tiles that had slipped out of place that had uh, exposed the flashing and some water got under the flashing. So there was three little faint uh, stains on the rafter. So we looked up on the ceiling right in the entryway. You could see them. Mm. So I had to um, prime and paint over that. So I used the, the Kills oil-based primer. And it had been so long since I've used anything other than latex yeah. that the cleanup threw me for a loop because I'd be like, oh, I have to use paint thinner. Yeah, you can't just rinse it. Right, because yep. you're so used to just grabbing the... the, the, the Did you brush. have paint thinner? Yeah, I had paint thinner. So Because you're just so used to going to the sink and just running water over it and washing it and being done with it. I don't think you're supposed to do that. Well, not with oil base. Yeah, definitely not. With but with the, with the latex, yeah, it was a whole other... With the, with the oil base, it was a whole other process. Yeah. So, uh, But I was able to get the uh, the ceiling primed and got the stain blocked out and then uh, was able to get the, the same color paint for the ceiling. And, and touch that up so you can't see it anymore. Yeah. Now you kind of, if you stare real hard, you can kind of notice there's a slight difference in the fresh paint. Well, because you didn't paint the whole thing. Right. I didn't yeah, paint the yeah, entire right, ceiling. Right. Um, but you kind of have to look for it. If you right. don't, you won't notice it. Right. So You'll what, notice it. I'll know it's yeah. there. Nobody else in my house or anybody else right. that walks into my house will notice it. Right. But that was fine. And I was able to use uh, a neighbor's ladder. My, my neighbor works for a... Um, 
basically like a low voltage wiring company. They do like Ethernet uh, for you know, networking, office. Oh networking, yeah, sure. Uh, sure. IP based camera systems and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and so they do a lot of offices and, and retail wiring and stuff for low voltage wiring. And so he had a, a ladder at the shop that he was able to bring home for me. What is technically like? What qualifies as low voltage? Anything that isn't one ten. Yeah, all right. All right, That's so fair. whatever Cat five cable voltage yeah, yeah. is, which is what like three, five maybe if it's if it's power over Ethernet five volt maybe. Oh yeah, maybe. maybe. But um, so anyway, so that's what he does for a living. So he has tall ladders. So he brought home a twelve foot ladder, and I was like, oh, maybe it'll reach the the ceiling, so I can do the chandelier. Well, I have eighteen foot ceilings, and a twelve foot ladder is way too short to be messing with an eighteen foot ceiling. Well, so, you would need a twelve foot pole. Yeah, but to do a chandelier, you can't. Oh, the chandelier. Yeah, yeah. sorry. So yeah, yeah, with with the painting, I could have done like yeah. A my brain was still on paint. And with the with the the way my ceiling is, it it slopes up and then it gets to the eighteen. So the staining was on the slope part. So the twelve foot ladder reached, and I was able to, to get everything I needed done with the paint. But to do the chandelier, I actually had to go out to Home Depot and rent a fourteen foot ladder. And what, it, what did it cost you to rent a ladder? It was thirty four bucks for four hours. What did it cost you to buy a ladder? So, with anything, whenever you rent something, they go, do you want the optional insurance coverage? It's only five bucks, and it covers anything that may happen to a ladder. And I was like... For a ladder? Yeah, and I, I don't know why I cheaped out, because it was only five bucks, but I said no, and then I signed the waiver, and then in the waiver, when they get the printout, you read it, and it says, if anything happens to the ladder, you damage, it gets stolen, it gets misplaced, you owe them 1100 bucks for the ladder. Is I, it just a regular like A frame ladder? It's an A frame ladder, fiberglass. It's a it's a Warner double sided ladder. Eleven hundred dollars. Did you look it up? But I don't think it's really eleven hundred dollars. I think I it's just kind of their their. Let's make some money on this. Sure. You know, but um, because well, maybe they're they're oh, it's lost revenue. I don't know. They have three of them. They're charging you know fifty. What size, what size was it? Twelve feet, eighteen feet, 14. Oh, 14. Warner fourteen foot, double sided ladder. Yeah, you can pick one up for like three seventy five. Right, so I I don't know where that twelve hundred dollar, so it looks like a fifty percent markup, on, yeah. on or actually a hundred percent markup on, yeah. on the on the actual price of the ladder. But anyways, so rented it, but I don't have a truck to get it home. Luckily, I've got awesome oh, neighbors. That's pretty funny. And so my neighbor Jason was like, "Hey, no problem. I got to do some stuff at Home Depot. I'll help you out." And so the thing you don't realize though is you may have a truck. But most truck beds are kind of small. Yeah, they're not 12 feet long. Right. It's a six-foot truck bed. Right. And so he, we didn't well, want to... These days, that's a long bed. Sort of. Yeah. But we didn't want to prop the bed, or we didn't want to prop the ladder so it was on the cab. So we instead propped it so it, it hung out the back of the, uh, the the bed of the truck. So we have a little red flag. Yeah, red flag. Up. Yep, yep. But when your pickup bed is five, six feet long, and you have a 14-foot ladder hanging out of it. You've too, got it's too much. more ladder yeah. outside than you do inside. Right. We ratchet strapped it down. It was secure, and I ended up following. I was the chase vehicle um, on the way back from Home Depot back to the house. But yeah, that thing, the the Home Depot employee, the rental employee is like, I hate this ladder. It's 86 pounds. It's awkward weight. It's impossible to move by yourself. Yeah. Um, but anyways, got the ladder, was finally getting able to able to get up and reach the ceiling. So I was able to pull down the, the horrendously original chandelier that we've had and hated since day one. It's the shittiest looking like builder grade chandelier with those little or candelabra light bulbs in them. Right. And it was white and wrought iron. It was just crap. So we were able to pick out a, a lamp on lamps plus, and I don't know if you've ever, it's, it's for me, it's buying something online that I kind of already know what it 
is or what it looks like is a pretty comforting thing. Like if I'm buying a tool or if I'm buying yeah, a, right. a gadget or a watch, like I'm pretty comfortable buying it online. But when you're buying something like a piece a of couch. A furniture, yeah. right, or that lamp, not being able to see it in person is kind of a strange thing because you don't really get a sense of scale. I mean, right. yeah. Yeah, you have dimensions. Well, yeah, but that's that's totally different than seeing something in 3D space. So right. I think we had talked about I was looking at potentially buying a new couch. Right. So one of the companies that I was looking at was Joybird. And they do the, the virtual reality thing? No, well, they, they might, but they'll actually send you a paper template. Oh, no way. That's the full size of the couch. So yeah. it's the actual dimension. So you can at least see the amount of space it would take up Interesting. on the floor. So, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah. with this, this was kind of the first real big purchase of something that we've never seen before in person. And we bought it online and the lamp was great. Uh -huh. But the issue was, again, I have 18 foot ceilings and most chandeliers come with maybe six feet of chain. So having to track down how to modify the chandelier to fit my ceiling was kind of a challenge. But it, I lucked out in the fact that I went back to Lamps Plus. So I ordered online. There's a store 20 minutes from my house. So I went yeah. to that store and said, hey... I'm trying to buy more chandelier chain. Do you guys sell it? Yeah, we have some bulk chain. And they're like, but what light did you buy? Give them the model number. Oh, we have service parts available for oh, that. Oh, so you can order the actual So I got the stuff. exact chain, yeah. but they sell it in three-foot segments. So I bought two three-foot segments because I needed a total How of four feet. How do they attach? You just bend the link. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Because yeah. it's there's a seam like halfway down the side, so you bend it right. open. And then bend it back, yeah. yeah. Right. They're not, it doesn't have like a carabiner. The very top and the very thing. bottom okay. do, where it got has it. the thread yep, where you yep. can open and close it. But the actual chain links themselves, you just bend them. And so it's I ordered. they sell service parts for it. I or, yeah. I did they have them? Or you had to order them? They, I ordered them. Oh, okay. I, I went into the store, I think, on a Friday. Yeah. I had them the following Monday at my house. Oh, dang. That's so cool. Got the got the lamp chain, extended that, rewired the lamp because I needed to have, instead of just eight feet of wiring, I needed to have 12 feet of wiring. Yeah. And so I had to take apart the entire assembly and go from basically bulb all the way to the very top, very so end. When you did, like when you wired it, what did you... Did you use that, like, you remember that, like, old school, like, clear, my lamp out there. Yeah, they have you know lamp cord, about? yeah. Yeah, I, like, I, clear I used, lamp cord. I didn't use a clear one. I used the, the because it came with a black lamp oh, cord. Okay. So I bought black lamp cord. Got it, got it, got it. But the biggest challenge was, even though the wiring was the same gauge, the new lamp cord jacket was thicker. And there's some delicate parts of the light where the wire passes through. Uh -huh. So it was really kind of a, a, a tight fit to get the cord to pass through. But anyways... Spent all the time, got it rewired, got everything worked, got the chandelier, got the ladder set up, uh -huh. pulled the old one down, and I realized the old chandelier base is bigger than the new one. So I have to paint the ceiling because there's going to be like a half-inch ring of yep. different color ceiling. So get up there, paint, let the paint dry. Good, good thing you had the paint. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. thing I had the paint. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then, uh, so I get the chandelier. I, I did all my calculations on a piece of paper figuring out, okay, I want the bottom of the chandelier to be about 62 inches off the ground. This means I need this much chain length. I do it all, put it up there, but I didn't take into consideration that the actual hook that mounts to the ceiling has two or three inches of depth. Ah. And the carabiner adds a little bit of depth. Yeah, so you're a little low. So, so when I hung it up, it ended up being a little low. So then I had to shorten the chain, redo the wiring because the, the wiring weaves in and out of the chain. As oh, as right. Yeah, yeah. So I got it all done, buttoned up, but it took me longer than four hours to do. So, I ended so you, up, you ended up hanging it twice, really? I hung the chandelier twice. But yeah. the, the thing that I'm most proud about is I didn't have to hold the chandelier in place while hanging it. 
Because I mean, mm -hmm. if you think about it, if if you're walking up the ladder, you ha you're holding the chain. At some right. point, you're going to be lifting the chandelier with that chain. Right. So how'd you do that? Well, well my chandelier is twenty something pounds, right? And I didn't yeah. want to have to struggle with holding twenty five pounds with a yeah, chain. Yeah. So what did you? How did you? I uh, put my dining chairs into a little square. The chair backs lined in a square. Uh -huh. The cardboard box that the lamp came in, uh -huh. I put it on top of the chairs, uh -huh. and then there was styrofoam tray that I put on top of that box to hold the chandelier. So I ended up holding the chandelier in air with styrofoam, cardboard, and dining chairs so that it was suspended maybe about 12 feet off the ground. So therefore, the chain would be under slack. And there I you could go. wire everything up, and then I could remove the boxes yeah. and let it suspend. Nice. So it was like a... Probably between the painting and the wiring and the the redo, it was like a, a good four hour project. Yeah. But it's done, and I flip the light switch; it works. That's awesome. So that was kind of a nice accomplishment. Now there's a little, that that sense of pride every time I walk into my house. I'm like that lamp. That's my chandelier. Well, and it's just for me. It's just like oh, finally got rid of that a horrendous original lamp. Yeah, that's funny. What did you do with the old one? I smashed the pieces and threw it in the dumpster like, or uh, in my trash can. Like uh, office space. Kinda. Yeah, like uh, I took it all apart and I bent all the arms to just to kind of make it as small as possible. Yeah. And people go, well, why didn't you replace a chandelier before? Like why, you know, when you moved in, because we hated it ever since we saw the house. But when we bought the house a week before escrow closed, my wife got laid off. So we were Oof. already like, oh, crap. Like, yeah. you know, this is, we're, we're already house poor to begin with. Right. Then she loses her job. And then before we moved in, we had to repaint the interior and do carpeting. So we just didn't have the funds to yeah. do the chandelier. And it just got pushed off. And, pushed and then it got off. pushed yeah. off. And then it's like, well, how the hell am I getting up there? Right. I don't have a ladder. Nobody I know, you know. So then it was just kind of, it got pushed off. And eventually it was just like, all right, let's finally get this done. Let's, let's, let's update. Well, now it's done and you don't have to deal with it. Correct. That is my, for you. my sense of joy. I can't wait to go home and flip on that light switch and be like, oh, yeah. You know. Everybody should have something like that. Everybody needs a their own chandelier. <laughs> what is it that you go home to do, right? Yeah, well, it, it, it's. I think for me, it's just because it's such a, a visual thing. Like you see it every time you walk in the house. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just like, oh yeah, and it looks good. You're right. like, all right, because you questioned your your like it. These websites, any sort of furniture website, they have different types of categories for the style, mm -hmm. right? And you're like, what is our style? You know, is it it's like relaxed farmhouse. It's urban contemporary. What the hell is it's a relaxed farmhouse? Mid-century. I don't know. But yeah. anyway, so you're, you're clicking all these categories blindly. going, And so the one we picked, it's kind of got this weird... It's got this mid-century modern because the light fixture itself has the Sputnik kind of right. array of light bulbs. It's nine light bulbs. And then it's got a iron band around the middle of it. And then the vertical elements are kind of a... Like a grayish brown, like it looks like aged wood. It's like Uranus, Nick. It's it's an interesting look, but it, it's kind of got a mix of like mid-century modern and some like industrial kind of look That's to cool. it. So it totally fits our our house theme right, and decor right. style. But it's one of those things where you don't know how it's going to look until you bring it home. Right. And so it was it was a nice feeling going. All right, we can keep it. It works. Yeah, that's cool. I uh, I totally get what you're saying though. Like I don't I don't know, dude. I see all this stuff. I'm like, oh, that looks mid-century modern but somebody else says oh no that's industrial or that's farm like what the yeah frick? like whatever i don't know you've that's all mid-century modern modern it's all just a too. name but it's just a matter of like okay does that look like that would work yeah i just have i don't know my stuff all works together and i guess it's mid-century modern but sure. i'm not like you know trying to label it man but the project was the perfect indoor 
enjoy yeah, the in air the AC. Yeah, 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 that's the way to do it. Although in the 18, AC, eighteen feet up, the AC, less AC is less. Yeah, yeah the heat rises apparently. Mm, I've heard that. Yeah, I've yeah, heard yeah. that too. And you need a big ass fan. Yeah, I definitely. Well, I would be too close to that big ass fan if it was metal well, <laughs> ceiling. <true>. Do you <laughs> do you have ceiling fans? Uh, no, that's the thing is like, we've talked about doing that. The, we do not have any ceiling fans in the house. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, we have whole, you know, AC, we have central air and stuff and we have smaller fans, like a little Dyson yeah, you know, yeah. fan, but we don't have a ceiling fan. And it might be nice to have. I was talking to somebody recently and I, for the life of me, can't remember who it was, but they refused to put ceiling fans in their house, even though they acknowledge they would help because they don't like the aesthetic. They think they're ugly. Of, yeah, fans are kind of interesting because I mean, as many different styles as there are, like chandeliers and lamps. Same with thing with fans, fans. Yeah, there's not quite as many though. Oh, there are. There, there's a lot to choose from, but they all have the same five blades or four blades. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, like these ones, I like these. These are cool. Yeah, I like those old ones that kind of look resemble more like airplaney propellers. Those yeah, kind of neat. The um, big ass fans makes house fans. I had one in my place in Oregon. They oh were yeah, bitching. yeah, they're super cool. But they look nothing like they're like a bamboo. Blade. They look nothing like a regular duster big ass. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they look really good. And they're uh, enabled or whatever, so like it knows when you walk in and out. It would talk to my nest and it oh, would, that's it would cool. help. Like a smart fan. Yeah, it was a smart fan, so it helped like move the air and work together with the. Yeah. It didn't really reduce my electrical bills, but no, and that's the thing is like you. People do it for like the energy savings. It's like, yeah, it's... Not really. Not really. No. And were you the type of person that would reverse the fan oh, orientation yeah, you like in that. the winter? That's how you got to do it. To get the hot air. Science, man. Yeah, yeah. Blow the hot air down. Yeah, I use... I mean, I, the fans here, I always have. I have ceiling fans in every room here, and I use them all the time. Yeah. They're on all the time. So for that whole lamp buying process, we wanted to get Edison bulbs. Which are like the, the clear old yeah, school yeah. looking bulbs. Yeah. And so, of course, that was like an online purchase. Amazon picked them out. And the style we picked out, there's a bunch of different bulb standards. Like there's an A19 bulb, which is kind of like the... Is that the, is that the size or that's the, the uh, socket the base. part? No, yeah, so the, the, a, the, the bulb itself is a medium base, which is the standard light bulb base okay. that you would do in a lamp. Yeah, yeah. But the A19 refers to the bulb shape itself. Ah. And there's like ST something or another. And so we... The Edison bulb we wanted, we bought, didn't fit in the lamp fixture. Like it's, too, it, too big? Yeah, it threaded in, yeah, but yeah. It, it hit parts of the lamp. Got it, right. So I had to return it. So Amazon, okay, returns are super easy on Amazon. Right. So I, I do the return thing, and it's like, you can return it at your local Kohl's. Yeah, dude, have you, is this the first time you've done that? First time I've done it at Kohl's. Freaking awesome, right? I would never go to Kohl's except for just I'm the exact return same shit. way. And you know what? It's funny. Like, okay, did they give you the coupon? Yes. I, they they try to give me the coupon every time. Like, I don't want your coupon. So I just want to give you my shit. It's you the take weirdest this. thing. Yeah. You so see, you go to the returns thing, and like, I walk in. The employee knows right away. Oh, Amazon return back right corner of the store. But it's right. No box. You yeah. don't need a box. You don't, you don't need, need a receipt. You don't you nothing. need nothing. You just go in and they give you a barcode on the phone. Yeah. They scan the barcode that you got emailed from Amazon. Yep. And. Then they print out, like, it's almost like a shipping label is the receipt. It's right. Like, but the shipping label confirmation is nothing but a Kohl's coupon. Yeah, it's a 20% off coupon. This one was 35% off if you what? signed up for the Kohl's card. Oh, yeah, no, nobody store. wants that. But Well, I mean, people want that, but not me. 
Yeah, I don't want yeah. that. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, it was the first time I've been in a Kohl's in forever, and it was just to return a product that I bought somewhere else. So I, I'm the exact same. I would never have gone into a Kohl's, and I had to do an Amazon return lot like last year or something like yeah. that. And I was, I happened to be at my mom's. She goes, "Why don't you just take it to Kohl's?" I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Take yeah. it to Kohl's?" She's like, "Go on the thing." So I went on. Sure enough, there's a Kohl's that you can take it to. Yeah. And I just now realized, next time they give you a, if you do that again, they give you the coupon. They sell Legos at Kohl's. But Kohl's prices are always jacked up. Like their regular price is like. You think so? It's because it those... seems like more like a. It seems more like a Mervin's than a Macy's to me. Yeah, but I, I to me, it, the way it seems the, their business model is is when it's on sale, it's a fair price. Mark it up and knock it down. Yes, it's exactly. Normal, so the yeah. regular price is just kind of absurd. Yeah. But that's why they do like the Kohl's cash thing, and so you can get decent deals if you stack yeah. the the discounts, but. Well, I mean, you could always go look and say, "Oh, okay, here's the thing," and then you look it up, and oh yeah, it's too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, but if if it's, I mean, twenty percent, thirty percent, whatever is a pretty good deal. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'll have to check out the Lego section, but yeah, I don't know if I don't know how good it is. I just know that Kohl's has all kinds of stuff you would never think of. Yeah. And it's all Levi's. I don't care. I just can return my Amazon crap yeah, right there. Now, now I'm on a tangent, but yeah, no, it is that not amazing? Well, and the other thing that kind of tripped me out was like so. When you do the returns process on Amazon, you get the confirmation that you've started the returns process. When you return the item, like literally like minutes later, I got an email confirmation saying, all right, you returned, your money's been credited. I'm like, nobody at Kohl's opened up to see what the hell I was returning. Oh, they don't care. Nope. That's the strangest thing. So I could have returned like a box of rocks. Yeah, you could. But I guess they must mark the package somehow. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that it ends up getting, yeah. So they have part of that receipt that prints is a label here's the stuff yeah here's the stuff that's being returned by matt yeah yeah so that they definitely know but it's interesting like with amazon this is this started happening years ago where you would return something so normally you would return something they'd have to get it back they'd look at it then Then you'd get a credit right right right. a few years ago i noticed that it started that the second ups or fedex or whatever it was received it received it you would get your credit and even they would they would tell you it's going to take five to seven days or whatever or we have to get your item and you yeah. would still get credits immediately yeah, which so, i'm not mad about that no and so the convenience was like all right that's all right and then i bought more light bulbs from from amazon this yeah. time i went with the a19 bulb which is oh, a standard bulb obviously. a19 fit yeah yeah I mean, fit not a problem i don't know why an a19 to begin with but the funny thing is is when you look at some of these bulb brands like they're mostly like Asian vendors. And so the naming for these brands, I think my, my light bulbs were Bong Chu, I think was the, the name. And that makes uh, total sense. Yeah. You know, you know, there's GE, there's Bong Chu. Those are the marquee brand names of yeah. light bulb technology. But anyways, the bulbs work great. They have that nice color, the warmth. It's a 2700 Kelvin color. The, the Edison bulbs trip me out too. Cause they, when they're off, like the lamp out here, uh, my, whatever that is night lamp outside the door what do you call yeah. that porch light porch light yeah <clears throat> so the porch light has an edison bulb in it but when they're off they have that orange like yellowy yeah, look L- to them so they look like they almost look like they're on anyways right they have that orange rods in them yeah and so that's the same thing with my chandelier is each bulb has probably five segments of those little orange right. strands inside and that's what glows and gives you the light but yeah that was my coles experience that's awesome you did it i did it and when the best part was it was walking distance from my house. So I was able to just carry a box of light bulbs and just walk over there, do the return, and then turn around and walk back. So it was. Oh yeah, you're super close. Yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah. It was nice enough that it wasn't like a, a, 
an intentional trip right to get in the car and drive right. and do this whole thing. It was just kind of a convenient thing to have something in the neighborhood to do that return. In the 100 degree weather. Well, this was earlier in the week before it got balls super, hot. Super so, yeah. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's crazy hot. And, you know, it's uh, one of those things where I, so I was on the bike, dude. It was friggin', I was dying. Do you have like a, like a, a breathable jacket or something you wear in hotter weather? Or are you still wearing like the same right jacket? I pretty much wear the same jacket year round, but I have, it's got, a, I have two different ones, but they have tons of vents. So I just open them all. Oh, okay. Um, so it's, I mean, as long as you're moving, it's not too bad. It's when you just kind of get stuck. And I've, I've figured out that like, okay, I put my hand on my leg in this way, or I like twist my body just enough. To get the like, vent. Yeah. I can yeah. get the stuff to go in the right vents. Um, so it's not, it's not terrible, but it's hot. I do wish. Did you bring a change of clothes? Like, do you change when you get to LA? Like, so you left here in the morning, you're in the, on, in traffic on the yeah. bike for an hour. Well, there's no real traffic, but yeah. Are you as fresh as a daisy when you get there? And oh, yeah, it, was, it was fine. I mean, it was okay. like a little sweaty, but I'm not like. Drenched. It, it, and it wasn't like uh, formal meetings or anything. So it wasn't anything I was worried about. It was literally just in a t-shirt and jeans. Um, but I, I do wish that the bike had some kind of like. Air conditioner. Butt cooler. Oh, Yes. That'd be awesome. Like, like, uh, you know, your ventilated seats. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was, we were talking about like the, the greatest piece of automotive technology has got to be the ventilated seats. The fact that you can have air conditioned air blowing across your backside. Well, I like the fact that some of them are just air. Yeah. Right. But like my old F-150 was legitimate air conditioned air. It oh. blew. It used the AC system. Yeah, blew air conditioned air to the point where you would have to turn it off. It would get too cold. Mine. It would freeze your bits. Mine feels like uh, icy hot. It's it's a weird sensation because instead of blowing air, it's actually sucking air. Right. And it's it's creating that air movement, but it, it's a cold air sensation. But it feels kind of like you've got icy hot on. Yeah. And it's weird, but sometimes like if I sit completely flush with against the seat, like I don't feel it working quite as well. So right. I'll. It almost lift. needs it needs a gap. It needs a gap. Yep. But when you get that gap going, oh man, this is icy. Yeah. But I don't know. Thinking back, because I mean, I used to work on cars all the time as a as a car audio installer. One of my favorite features in like '80s and '90s GM and some Japanese vehicles was what I called the crotch vent. Oh yeah. It was a little AC vent underneath the steering column that had a little little grill or a little yeah. vent that you could actually aim at your nether bits. Why did that go away? I think it's because. Space? Of, well, that and airbags, like those, the bags that are underneath the, uh, the steering wheel, like the, oh, they, the they take up that vent area. They take up that area. I bet you, you could, there's gotta be a way to do it, dude. It, there has but to be, cause that was awesome. cooler vent is the best thing ever. Yeah. Especially like wearing shorts. That was the other thing I figured yeah. out in certain cars. If I lift up my left leg so that my knee is up. Yeah, you get like a. Yes. Yeah. I, I pull up my short leg. Yeah. I get the cold air going down my left short leg. That's right. Across my lap. And That's right. out the right leg. I am a that, big fan of that. I am too. Yep. The Forerunner, you can get the left vent aimed. If you do it just right, you can aim it just down enough. and. Yeah. That is, I've done it in a couple of cars, and it, that is a refreshing breeze. You know, it's funny talking about that, that. I don't know, crotch vent as you call it, because just yesterday I was having a conversation with somebody about TVRs. And if you remember TVRs, they are. And if you don't know what TVR is, they're a. You should, you should Google it. Google like the TVR Griffin, Griffin or Griffith? TVR Uh, Griffin. Griffin. Griffin? Yeah. Yeah, Anyways, the TVR Griffin. What was the one from the the, the car was in Swordfish. That's how a lot of people know it. Yeah. They're, they're a British manufacturer of high-end sports cars. Um, and at one time was the third largest specialized sports car manufacturer in the world. 
but none of the cars have been really ever built in large quantities. They're bi- and they're also, I think, built in like some shed somewhere, right? They're literally built in some dude's shed. Yes, and yeah. the idea of beauty is really kind of subjective with those. Cause- but they're so ugly, they're kind of cool. Especially like they're, uh, they had that race model. Uh, I don't even remember what they called it, but they had a race car. It was freaking ridiculous. Anyways, so specifically Google TVR and then Google the TVR interiors, whether it's Griffin or whatever the case may be. So the, you know, so he's got like a, let's say it's a two spoke steering wheel. So just yeah. spokes that, you know, at what is that? Three o'clock and, and nine o'clock underneath. So there'll be gate. You can see through the steering wheel. You can see a bunch of gauges there. He put gauges underneath so you can see gauges through the bottom, but also on some of the cars, there's one big giant vent that shoots through the steering wheel. And then some cars, he's got two vents that shoot through the steering wheel. So it's kind of like that same thing, but it's this is more of a hand cooler. Yeah. A hand vent. I like it. Yeah. The hand thing, though, is interesting because, like, in some cars, it's like, I don't need my hands cooled as much as I need, like, my body. Like, when you're in the car. I know people that do need their hands cooled. How do you aim your vents? I'm more of, like, a face and body kind of thing. That's Like, I'll have one maybe oriented more towards my face. Like, maybe the left vent yeah. will be more towards my yeah. face. And the right vent will be more towards my body. But I kind of like it. Yeah, kind of aimed centrally, sort of. If you can, like, I guess from, like, the mid torso up i like to cool that part and usually keeps the rest of me cool yeah but i don't know if there's ever i i I can't say i've ever been in a car where i said you know what this is too much ventilation like there's always i could always be cooler colder more climate controlled i guess yeah i've recently actually turned the air conditioning down because you were actually chilly yeah I, i turned the here's the funny thing so i have uh, the temperature set to all the way cold, right. max cold, and then I just do fan speed, right? I refuse to change the temperature part, so I will just turn <laughs> the fan speed down. But now I've gotten to this point where low fan and one fan, th- those two steps, like you get to this point where I want it right in between. So I've started messing with the temperature. Uh-oh. So I'll have a higher fan, a little bit higher temperature. I'm Man, this is... This is like an evolution a, in my climate control. Yeah. 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 It's, but the, the other thing that's kind of interesting too is like usually like the, the house, like when we're running the AC, we try to set it like around maybe 76, 77 during the day. Oh, that's not even air conditioning. But it is when it's like 103 outside. That's that's the weird yeah. thing is it's like in, when it's just like 90, that's not cold enough. Like, you know, you want to be down 74 or whatever. Right. But when it's 103, 78 is surprisingly refreshing. Like it's just yeah. that... It's that difference is when you walk in from that outdoor area to inside. Mine is basically set at 73 constantly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll kick it down to 71 sometimes. Oh, you get crazy. When, when I, I met do. Jeanette, I mean, she was living in an apartment, and I think her utilities were included in the lease. Oh, keep that thing running. It was set to, like, I think 68 or yeah. something like that. It was nice. I had a... Where was I staying? Same deal. They paid for my electricity. I think the previous apartment, not this place, but the place I lived in before this, they paid for my electricity, so it was on constantly. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I 24 enjoy- hours a day, 365 days a year. And there's nothing better than sleeping in a cold room. Like I when you can it. actually throw on the comforter yeah. in the well, middle I like, of summer. <laughs> I, I like here too because I have central air and I have ceiling fans. So I'll put the ceiling fan on medium with 73 degrees central air. Yeah. And you need a blanket in the summer. Like you need a blanket tonight. Are your fans also that Wi-Fi control nightmare where you're messing with your oh, neighbors? Yeah. yeah, it's still happening too. It's super awesome. <laughs> They've tried to fix it like... Four or five times now, and I've told them every single time, okay, you need to catalog 
all of the codes. Why did you use this dumbass fan? Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we wrote them all down. Okay, then why? Who's screwing with my light still? Right. So you get in these like light battles, and now I've just I take it and I'm like whatever. So they'll somebody will turn the light on or the fan on or whatever. If you don't turn the main switch off, obviously you can screw with it. So now if somebody turns my light on, I immediately I'll turn it off, and then I'll do this thing. If you hold the button down, like you can dim it yeah, up yeah. and down. So I'll dim it up and down. I'll start the fan, like cycle the fan through, turn the light off, 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 like on, off, on, off, and just fuck with them. So they either think that they're insane and their light's broken, or they're they're realizing they're pissing a neighbor off somehow, yeah, or there's a ghost. Don't know how likely that is. I hope they think it's haunted. <laughs> You need to get some chains and yeah. some booing noises Rattle. when you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I got, there's some new folks that moved in downstairs because guitar player guy is gone, or bass player guy, I should say. And really the guy that just thinks he can play bass is gone. Right, right, right. Uh, so anyway, so I haven't met them yet, but it's, uh, I, I can't tell if it's them, but I would figure that while the other people were not in that apartment, they would have written everything down. Yeah, but, but apparently your landlords aren't that smart. And it's frustrating when I've told them exactly how to fix it. Well, they could also just not use the same exact brand. Well, so second. apparently they don't use these fans in any other. They, the whoever owns this property, they do have some other stuff too, and they don't use these anymore. They learned their lesson after this unit. Yeah. So, yay, yay! But it's it only it's the one now. It's just the one in the living room. Yeah, it's not the. <laughs> <laughs> but I, do, you know, I will sometimes like I wake up, it's like three 30 in the morning. I'm like, what, is, what woke me up? And I'm usually a pretty decent sleeper, but then I, Oh, you know, the lights on and the fans going, Oh man, it's kind of annoying. Good times. Yeah. So that's fun. So I saw that the, uh, the highlight of your week was when Lego replied to one of your Instagram posts. That was our Instagram post. Yeah. yeah. yeah but it so, was your photo. It was, well, the, uh, yeah, but still, I don't know if it was that really the highlight of my week. It was cool. Was it more of a highlight than losing your sunglasses? Absolutely. So therefore, okay, probably that's, is. that's fine. So yeah, so uh, we put up on our Instagram page, uh, and I'm going to use we. You're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, that's Put fine. up on the Instagram page a photo of the new uh, Lego NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System. So it's a brick-built Lego console. It has a, a Super Mario Brothers cartridge, a controller, and actually a TV. A t- yeah, CRT-looking yep. tube TV. With, it even has the bump on the back. It has uh-huh. an antenna. Super cool. And you there's a crank on the side, and it makes a scene go around, so it looks like you're playing Super Mario Brothers. So he posted a thing up there and said, you know, look like we've got our weekend project or something. And uh, and I kind of came in expecting you to actually have started it, but... Uh, yeah, so we'll get to that in a second. Uh, you lie on social media I for did, likes? I did not do it for likes. It was all <laughs> I had 100% intended to start it. And then I f- forgot I had a bunch of other stuff. But technically, do. you could say we found our next weekend project. Maybe it's next weekend. Well, yeah, it doesn't... You don't know what weekend. <laughs> and I, I did get really busy, so I didn't have time. But... Um, it was cool. So Lego actually commented back and they, they said that they hope we enjoy the Easter egg. Is yep. that what they said? Have, have fun. We hope you'll enjoy the hidden Easter egg and then a little winky emoji and a little eggplant emoji. They didn't put an eggplant, <laughs> did they really? No. Oh, God. Okay. Like, Woo! It just got really hot in here. What kind of Easter egg is that? <laughs> yeah, what the? F- <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, God, was it Tommy Boy? What kind of hotel is this? <laughs> But yeah, I thought it was kind of cool that they re- they replied. I mean, I didn't definitely didn't expect it, and uh, who knows? Maybe we've got a fan at Lego now. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe they're listening. So if you're listening, hello in, in Denmark. Hello. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you say that in in Denmarkese. Den- 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, wow, what are they? Dutch. Yes. Yeah. Jesus. I'm sorry. Yeah. So we had a listener in Denmark, maybe, that has now been offended and left. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. whatever. But maybe somebody from Lego USA or the, the social media company that they've paid to manage their page or whatever. Yeah, it's still cool that they yeah, yeah. went and, and responded to it. So the anyways, they so, actually saw it and commented it was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that was super cool. So that was, uh, that was cool. But anyways, I, I am looking forward to building it. I've got to figure out where to put it. But And I don't even, to be honest, with you, the box is pretty big. It's like 3,000 pieces or something like that. And uh, 2,646 pieces. Okay, that's a decent size. So I don't know how dimensionally I've got to look it up. I like how the box is labeled 18 plus. Is it really? Yeah. You can't be 16 for this one. Well, a lot of their stuff now is coming out like more on that adult. Yeah, but why 18? Like why six? Yeah, I have no idea. Maybe because nobody under 18 even gives a rat's ass about a Nintendo. They don't remember (laughs) what it is. They'd be like, oh, when am I going to get a brick built switch? Why does this TV have knobs on it? Yeah. What is this bump in the back? Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, the, the... The picture on the box looks pretty cool. I mean, it's spot mm-hmm. on kind of like a, as a reminder of the TV that I had when I used to play Nintendo. Yeah. Like totally. it has the, the, the wood grain kind of brown right. look around it. And it should be an interesting build. Yeah, it'll be super cool. So, so I'm, like, I'm looking forward to that. Why didn't you do it this weekend? Like I said, I was really busy. Um, well, so, I mean, I, I was, I've been in LA the last two days. Today has been like catching up on a few other things i've got um a pretty big lego saying a pretty long week coming would up would you bring this on the train with you hell no <laughs> the train would hit something and then the oh piece would fall under the table or something and you fall off the window or something yeah, yeah, yeah off the window out the window yes. although by the way because i got a sleeper car on the train or the sleepy room or the, whatever whatever it's yeah. called i do get lounge access to uh you know like where amtrak has lounges at train stations so that'll be an interesting experience I'm I'm really kind of curious on this whole experience. Like, if this is, is this I'll, like, I'll live tweet. <laughs> is it like premium Greyhound? I mean, is this like, I don't know. There, dude, there's a car, like I get a dedicated car attendant. Like on the travel spectrum, when you have yeah. okay, bus, train, plane, and cruise ship. Like, I think this is more like a cruise plane. Kind of. Pro- it's probably more like cruise ship minus the casino and so the like pool. A, when, but like not when a it's super not COVID. fancy. Well, no, 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 no. It's like the carnival cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a great one. Um, but I mean, so there's there's a sleeping car. There's a, a car attendant that he does turn down service. He or she that you get turn yeah. down service. They bring you your meals. Um, what do else do they do? Have to tip them. Like on the cruise ship, like you. Yeah, you probably should. Have to right? tip. Yeah. Uh, you get. It says actually, so I'm on their on their website. It says something that your dedicated sleeping car attendant will greet you during boarding and provide turndown service, assist with meals, help with luggage, and share great stories of life on the rails. Oh man, <laughs> that that last part is horrible. That last part is yeah. yeah. They're like fuck this. I'm just doing oh, this God. just to pay the bills. But you get so you do get meals. But like that, I said, lounge access. Which I, I mean, I've seen pictures of some of the lounges. They're pretty nice. So I'm thinking about. Getting to L.A. to Union Station a few hours early. Just to kick it in the lounge? So I could chill in the lounge. Union Station is actually kind of an interesting station just because of the history. You know, it's, it, when you walk in, the architecture is, you know, turn it's all our deco stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, so it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so I have been there in years. If the lounge is like that, that actually might be pretty hot. Yeah, no, there, it might be super cool. There's a actually a really nice bar uh, restaurant at Union Station. Like, when you... Walk in the, the main entrance to LA Union Station. If you walk to the right, you'll go out a set of doors, 
across a courtyard and there's a bar restaurant in there. Um, total Art Deco vibe. Yeah, yeah. Real cool. That's the Chicago one. So we're looking at pictures of this is the lounge in Chicago. I mean, it looks pretty rad. So, yeah, I don't know. Second floor above the ticket office in L.A. apparently. Oh, wow. I didn't even know there was a second floor up there. No, I didn't know that either. Does it give you like a private walkway to your your coach? No, you have conference rooms. There's uh, there's booze. For free or for? No, complimentary non-alcoholic beverages, snacks. There's free Wi-Fi. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there's attendance. They'll help me with reservations, ticketing, and local information. Like, this trip sounds like really cool if you were doing it like 50 years ago. But I do feel like it's it's going to be sort of like, you know, I get to relive old timing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the 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 sleeper car experience, the attendant and all that stuff sounds pretty grand and sounds kind of cool, but... I don't know how it's going to stack up compared to like other travel experiences you've had. I have no idea. I get priority boarding though. <laughs> Whatever that. I've means. never even heard them calling like boarding groups. I have no idea. Like you, you reserve seating. I, I do. I don't know. But they also, I don't know. Their website says safety first. That must. This might be a problem. Oh yeah, you're all about safety third. That's right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I, I think it's going to be cool. Complimentary meals. They, I bet you they're going to be terrible. Probably. They'll just be a, a they'll, they'll roll by with a cart full of every hot pocket flavor imaginable. Oh, you can you choose see. your hot pocket. Then they'll go back and use the, uh, the rail microwave to heat your meal. I think they have a real kitchen. Like, I'm, I'm fairly certain it's a kitchen kitchen. It probably might be, but again, like. Should I request kosher? <laughs> I don't know if I would do any of those special requests. It always seems like the special request meal is way worse than about, whatever the normal meal would have been. How about gluten-free? Hmm. I don't need it. Yeah, you need the glutens. Yeah, I do. Well, I haven't had glutens in a while. They sound delicious. <laughs> Are you still doing the, the diet thing? Yeah, yeah. It's been good. I'm almost, uh, I think, almost 20 pounds. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. It's bad if you can't tell, though. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's not like I'm studying your body and you're sitting lie. down. Well, that's true. But I know the first statement was incorrect. What's what, you doing the keto thing? Yeah, honestly, and, and not even really rigorously, just really cut a lot of carbs. So the then, beer, basically. A lot of, yeah. I mean, yeah. I did find, by the way, um, Belching Beaver Brewery makes a like a hard seltzer. Okay. Um, they're actually decent. So they're they come in a normal can, which I happen to like. Like a regular beer can. Oh, instead of like a skinny yeah, beer can? Yeah, instead of that yeah. weird little tall one. Um, yeah. Which I didn't know this, by the way. Side note, uh, Trulies and all those stuff, are they're classified as beer. I did not know that. They say right on the side of the can that they're beer. Oh. Um, they're just a low-carb beer, beer, I guess. But anyways, I digress. So Belching Beaver has, I, I know of two different flavors. They sell them at the place down here. Uh, they're actually pretty decent. They're made with real fruit, so they're oh. like colored, not chemical, yeah, right? Yeah. And they, uh, they're they not sweet. They're more, I would say, on kind of the tart-ish end. Um, but yeah, man, they're tasty. And that's been the secret to your diet? No, but that's been kind of that. I mean, I still drink red wine and stuff, but I don't, honestly, I don't drink that often anymore. Um, so yeah, I probably works, drink less than I should, if I'm honest. I mean, it's, it's always good when the diet is not that big of a hassle it, and it wasn't that far off of what no like i cut like chips and stuff out right or yeah. i cut out like 
I never ate that much bread anyways. So I cut out a lot of that stuff that's not... It wasn't hard to give up. Yeah, yeah it's it not a big, a big change. Yeah. Although now I'm like, man. So I'm I, I'm coming up on, I'm ready for to have a cheat day or a cheat meal or whatever. I'm going to get me a carnitas burrito. Carnitas burrito. What about, the, we were talking earlier about the, the new Del Taco crispy oh, chicken yeah. taco. That Okay, so I'm going to get me a carnitas burrito from uh, Mikasa down the road. And then I'm also going to drive to Del Taco and get the new crispy chicken taco. Yeah, I think it's just literally the same soft chicken soft taco, but they just replace it with, with fried a, chicken with a fried chicken yeah. strip. Uh, the commercial looked amazing. Do you see the commercial? Since we were both I think watching I've seen the it same on Hulu. TV, I was watching NBC Sports via the uh, Apple TV. Oh, okay. So I was watching it on YouTube TV. Yeah, you were about eight or ten seconds ahead of me because when you were talking about the guy. So earlier today, I sent. Ryan a yeah, text saying, "Hey, put some context I'm to this." Actually, watching a NASCAR race, and I'm I. Love cars, love racing, not a huge fan of NASCAR. NASCAR is not interesting. Yeah, I've been to a couple of races in person. Same. Eh, I went to one. They're yeah. interesting. But the only reason why I was into this particular race is it was at Daytona in Florida, but they were doing the road course. So instead of NASCAR t- drivers making only left-hand turns the entire day, there was actually a couple of right-hand turns. So they would do the oval then at some parts there was a chicane, then there was an interior track portion. But anyways, the NASCAR drivers were returning left and right, so that makes yeah. it a more interesting race. It's always fun when they're confused. Right. Yeah. And because of COVID, the drivers couldn't do any qualifying or warm-up laps. So when they started the oh, race... Oh, I didn't know that, because I came the, in late. <laughs> it was the first time they've driven this particular setup. Oh, interesting. And yesterday's race, like the way NASCAR goes, is always like a lower series race on Friday, like sometimes it's trucks or something, then a mid-series race on Saturday, and then the cup race is on Sunday. I think they raced trucks yesterday. I think they, they, well, and I only know that because I heard some of the commentary. Yeah. Yeah. And so yesterday's race was apparently crazier because there's lots of cars going like three or four wide in the corner, some crashes, some spins and stuff like that. So I was like, all right, well, I haven't watched a NASCAR race in forever. It's a Daytona. Let's check this out. So I, I texted Ryan to say, hey, this is what I'm watching. And so we both ended up watching it from our houses. And it was actually really good timing because I had just, so I just finished uh, Umbrella Academy season two and I was on like the last 10 minutes that oh. I've been, honestly, it's taken me three days to watch the last 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> but you know, you just get distracted yeah, and yeah. like you have other stuff going on. You so rewind anyways, and start. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I got to Wait, what's going on? So anyway, so uh, I had just finished that when you had texted me that and I, I didn't want to commit to watching anything. Right. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll flip it on. So I, YouTube TV has live TV, threw it on to, on to uh, live TV and was, was watching the so same race. In the race we were watching, and this is this is how strange, I guess, NASCAR is. We were watching the Go Bowling 235. Yeah, and then I went to Go Bowling's website. Yes, so the race so was worked. sponsored by Go Bowling, which is apparently some sort of association of yep. bowling centers nationwide. It is. It's an association of bowling centers. And if you go to GoBowling.com and you live in one of the 45 of 50 states where you're still allowed to go bowling for some fucking reason, uh, you can actually go on to, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with bowling. I'm just, it's a commentary more about what's going on in the world. However, uh, they have this thing where you can get your own free bowling ball. If you go to one of their participating associate centers, yeah, yeah, the go bowl center and do a league that you get a a coupon and you get a free bowling ball. Interesting. Not going to lie. You want the ball? Yeah. You might sign up for a league. Bowling is a sport that I, 
enjoy. Let's be careful. Is it a sport? If, if golf is a sport, this is a sport. I mean, okay. it's not necessarily physically exerting, but it's... it's Actually, I, you can get a... You can work up a sweat bowling. Yeah. Yeah, beer sweats usually, you yeah, know. Yeah. Or the fried, nacho sweats. Yeah, whatever the fried <laughs> item you got from the from the restaurant or the cafe. But I do enjoy bowling. I'm terrible at it. Yeah, like it. so am I. But it, it, it yeah. is a fun way to kill some time. Yep. Especially when you had a kid or two that yep. you're trying to entertain. But I found it fascinating that the the bowling center association of America decided that you know what people aren't aware that they can go bowling. Therefore, we're going to sponsor the name of this race and call it the Go Bowling 235. I actually think the fascinating part of all of that is that they can afford to sponsor a NASCAR race. Yeah, do you think the prices have dropped or do you think they just have that much money to... Where are they getting their money? I guess like bowling dues? centers are putting in money, contributing, I mean, dues or something? I've never heard it called a bowling center either. It's always been a bowling alley. Yeah, but I think the bowling center is like the the fancier. The fancier. Way of, well, we do have the fancy ones with the bars and the arcade, but lucky, they're like the adult yeah, bowling areas. Lucky Strike or yeah, Bowlmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, those are fun actually. Yeah, I don't know if those are the same bowling. Centers oh, they they are. They are included because I looked them up. Oh, so they're trying to make bowling sexy and entertaining. Maybe like I said, because I I looked at the coop. I want a bowling ball, but they're all closed. What's the uh, what's the driving range, the golf thing that? Oh, Top Golf. So are they gonna, they were supposed to build one here. Are they going to do that with bowling alleys, making that like a bro sport thing? I guess it's oh, kind of what they're doing it's with Lucky Strike. Yeah, yeah, kinda. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Top Golf, actually, I've heard really good stuff about. I've never been. The closest one that I know of is in Vegas. Yeah, this was supposed to be building one down in San Diego or something. Is what I heard last. I thought but, they were going to do one in Newport, but, but maybe the, not. Anyway, so we're watching this race, and it sucks. That was a fucking total yeah, total <laughs> tangent. Yeah, yeah bowling alley. But we're watching the racing, and it's. Not that exciting. No. And then we realized, well, we're just watching Toyota Camrys racing. And, like, there's nothing exciting about a Camry racing. So then we're like, ah. And then we're listening to the commentary. And they kind of suck. And I don't know if this is the all. The commentary was terrible. And they said weird stuff. Like, one guy was trying to explain. I don't know if you heard this. But he was trying to explain why they were tapping the gas pedal while they were shifting or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because they want to like, load the tires. But his explanation was, like. Pretty bad. Terrible. And it made no sense. Yeah, so I think a lot of those sports, especially something like that, where they're just doing laps around the same thing over and over again. And yeah. once they end up... And so, granted, we aren't huge NASCAR fans, if you haven't picked that up already. <laughs> but... If you are... Sorry? That's, your, that's cool. That's cool, yeah. yeah. Do your thing. But we were watching the race, and of course, you know, the commentary is kind of weird, but then they're doing all these... What do they call them? Phases? No, they call them stages. stages. They're like stage one, two, three. So, in a given race, they're racing, and it's... This race is 235 miles long, and it's like 65 laps. Well, 20 laps into it, they stop, and they and you've won the first stage, and then they pull everybody back up again. Because as the race goes on, the distance between the first place car and the last place car, sometimes the last place car has been lapped in traffic or whatever. Once the stage ends, the winner that won that first stage gets some magic points or something. Well, that was the other thing. that they So they had points, but the person that won the stage got one point for something else. Yeah. And then and then the other, like, second place got nine points. The, yeah, it, it made no freaking sense to me. NASCAR is trying to make the sport more exciting to watch by making it more, more complicated. complicated. Yeah. yeah, with all these rules. And so anyways, within this one race, there are technically, like, three races and or stages. 
and you get points for winning each one of those stages. And at the end of the stage, all the cars get back up on the same lap and they race again. So that they, they allow the cars to bunch back up. So yeah. it's, it's tighter, closer racing. Well, the one guy won by like 18 seconds, one of the stages or something like that. That's right. not tight. Right? That's stupid. Yeah. It's, I, we think that the answer to solving the excitement that NASCAR needs is just adding ramps. We think stadium super trucks is like the best racing. Or I think they like mount paintball guns to the front. Yeah. Or make it more like Mario Kart. We yeah. can actually like lob things at other smoke screens. Awesome. Oh, that'd be so. I would watch that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the jumps. I love stadium super trucks. Like, I do too. I do too. And They're freaking awesome. And it's just. I, I don't even care about the racing. Just watching the jumps and just seeing how they try not to land on each other as they're flying through the air. and Those guys are crazy. Mostly Australian. Uh, that's where it started. So, you know what's hilarious? Uh, not this past year, obviously, but the year before at the Long Beach Grand Prix, we were standing behind the, the pits for the Mazda DPI car, and I was with a couple of the engineers. And the guy... <laughs> Um, one of the guys was kind of laughing. He's like, fuck, man, only in America. And I was like, actually, he's Australia. a British guy. I go, actually, this shit started in Australia. And he goes, actually, that, that makes just as much sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's a very entertaining race. I yeah. mean, I think jumps just make anything better. Oh, hell yeah. And they're these big metal ramps. Yeah, it's super cool. And the trucks have all sorts of suspension and yeah. stuff. So when they, they land, I mean, even in the corners, when they're turning, they're picking up that inside wheel off the ground. Yeah, I have a, uh, I know a guy that races them. He, his name is Adam. And he told me that, yeah, basically, like, if you don't have that wheel up off the ground in a turn, you're not going very fast. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the way you know you're doing it yeah. right is when that wheel's picked up. They said they're a riot. They're like three quarter size. They're not even like full That's trucks. the other thing is like you look at them and from a distance you don't realize they're smaller until you walk up to them and right. they're smaller than like a Chevy Silverado. I mean, it's a three yeah. quarter scale. Yeah, it's like it might even be closer to half scale. It's pretty. They're not huge, like no. as compared to like an F series, right? right? right yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're super cool. I would love, love, love to drive one. Uh, Robbie Gordon, I think, is in the states. Like he does I that. Was, he it was his owns, series or it's something. His series, yeah, yeah. So he owns like a butt ton of them if not all of them yeah his son um, races yeah yeah so i uh, dude I, I gotta figure out a way to get in one that'd be so much fun i wish they did that kind of like a, the skip barber driving academy where you could oh, just, with those yes yeah you sign up you do your liability waivers it takes yeah. you around for a couple of laps and then it's like you and 10 of your buddies just yeah. jumping trucks or maybe like even like a ride along at long beach would be cool that would be awesome yeah too. that'd be way cool i'll have to talk to robbie about that do you know him? Yeah, I used to, yeah. my, my buddy was real close with him and oh, used to okay. work on his, uh, like, d we did a lot of, like, the radios and electrical stuff mm -hmm. in, his, in his race trucks and his, in his chase vehicles and stuff. So I've been to the garage a couple times and, and worked on a couple of vehicles and chatted with him here and there. But uh, my buddy's a lot closer to him than I am. But it would be kind of fun to just be like, he's got a, a shop around here somewhere, which yeah, I didn't I, realize. Yeah, but it's like a weird like a satellite shop or something for him apparently it's well because didn't he move he moved right to north carolina yes yeah yeah yes so this is like some i don't know what he does exactly out of the shop but anyway yeah that. yeah well you know you got toys you got money you got yeah. options yeah yeah find out let's get in one of these bad boys yeah i think that'd be the funnest thing yeah because I, I know they do like even like with the baja there's companies out there that'll that'll do like a ride and drive type of thing with a uh, a race prep truck. Yeah, you can do rentals for Baja. They're super expensive. Right. Um, which, I mean, it makes sense, right? It's not a cheap, cheap race to run, but uh, they do full supported deals. So there's also a company in Vegas, and I can't remember what it's called, but they built 
when you go into Vegas, if you look, I think it's to the right side of the highway. There's oh, the this speed? big like complex, right? Yeah. Where they, well, so they also do, they have a dirt track there. Oh, no way. Yeah. So you can do buggies and then they do another one where you can rent. And I don't, I think it's like an hour and you get a half an hour seat time. You need two people to do it and you can rent a, like a Baja truck. Cause I've, I've seen out I've, in the desert. I've seen, uh, I can't remember where I came across it, but it was, it's basically like, Kind of like those ones where you the supercar rental where you drive and yeah. four laps in a supercar on a track. But the, yes. this one was midget car racing on a dirt oval, and you would get like fifty laps, and it was like two hundred bucks. That'd be pretty cool. Where was that? It was out in like I want to say like Paris or something like that, oh, or, yeah, or that Ventura or something. Yeah, like that. that makes sense. But I would totally do that. I yeah, mean, just to sign up and just awesome. have some kind of fun racing yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah, that sounds super cool. Um, the I know the the truck one's kind of expensive. It's expensive enough that they won't quote you. Or, I mean, like, it's not on their website. You have right, to call right, them, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And I if want, you have to ask, you probably can't afford yeah, it. Yeah, I wanted to get Coleman to do it. That'd be fun. Yeah, I. there needs to be some sort, even if it was scaled down to the point where it was just side-by-sides. Yeah. You know, but they set up a little dirt track and some whoops and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that would be totally fun to well, they do. Ha- they, they do have that at that place in Vegas. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. So you can do, like, but That's Vegas. Different- I want convenient. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, nothing about Vegas is... Convenient. Or interesting. True. Yeah. yeah oh, like Vegas. Yeah, well. And you know what? You can go there if you'd like right now. Yeah. Although they can't. This is, this is, this is a year where it's going to be strange for me because usually I'd be at the SEMA show, which is end of October, beginning yeah. of November. That's been canceled, canceled. so that's yeah. not going on. And then I'm usually there in January for the Consumer Electronics Show. Probably won't happen. That's already been canceled. Oh, they did? It's, they finally cancel it? Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. going online only. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Yeah. <laughs> maybe they'll just mail you some VR goggles and the whole show will be on VR, VR. and you would love it. Yeah. You would be so happy. I'd be so angry. Oh my God. That would be freaking hilarious. Like you sign up for the online oh, speaking thing. Of and VR, are, you, you. are you still playing with your, your yeah, yeah, yeah. We played, uh, my niece and nephew came over the other day. We played. Yeah. Yeah. It's super fun. Beat how long saber? How long is the fun last for the kid their age? Are they over? Oh, like they, 20 no, minutes or? they, they would play all day and they get, it, it's kind of hard cause they want to play and it, the the unfortunate thing is it's one headset. You've got to set it up when you put it on somebody. You have to adjust it for them. Right. So it takes a few minutes, and they get a little impatient, but they would just keep playing. And you can watch to. what that person's watching on the screen. Yeah, right? so whatever you the, – the TV displays whatever they're looking at. But it's a trip because, like, you turn around backwards, and it, it – you know, it's got environment all three 360 degrees. Yeah, I mean, oh, whatever, and top and bottom, and like you can look. That's down. a three hundred and sixty. Yeah, full three hundred and sixty, like yeah. a bubble. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, I'm look like I said, I'm looking forward to Squadrons, but that doesn't come out until I think October. What game is that? Is that a that's the Star Wars, new Star Wars game? Yep. So you fly like X wings. Oh, that's the one with the Tie Fighters, the Meat stuff. Saber. Were you? No, <laughs> no, there's no Meat Saber. <laughs> no, no, no. Although Beat Saber is also a totally horrible game name. It is, except for the fact that when you watch the game, it totally makes sense because it's it's like uh, Guitar Hero. Right, it's like Guitar Hero with a lightsaber. Yeah, so you're standing on this platform, and these little colored boxes come with arrows yep. pointing which direction. And you slash that direction. And, and you yeah. you have something in each hand, and you need to swipe up, down, left, right. or right with yeah. each hand. And you have to move like you can't you don't you can't run into the walls and. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah and I sometimes there's bombs. Like, so it does know. Like, you can't just swipe in that direction. You actually even have to like move your arm up and down in 3D space to do it right. because oh. there's like sometimes it'll come and there'll be like a bomb stat. Is there so a you can hit that. sensor, or is it all just in the little 
nunchucks or whatever you're holding. Though, so the 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 way the PlayStation One works is like the visor itself has lights on it okay. that are tracked. Um, the, the nunchuck things or whatever you want to call them, the batons, I guess maybe they have these goofy foam. They're, they're not. Things. They're like rubber, okay. I think. But they're yeah. So those have LEDs inside. Those light up. Those are tracked by. Uh, it's a stereo camera that's on top of the TV. Or that's something? on the yeah underneath the TV. Okay. But yeah, that's yeah. what I was trying to figure. Out. Yeah, like, what does it take to? Well, because all of those systems have they have to have some kind of right. So you know what? Actually, I don't know how Oculus works. Is there a like? Do you put a camera on the floor, or does it have a? It must have a camera somewhere. Yeah, because it needs to know where you are in relationship to kind of. Yeah, I don't, and I've never seen like what what Oculus comes with. I don't care enough to really even look it up. Well, I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> you care that much? Because well, no, because I want you to have the the right CES experience. <laughs> I want that to be everything it can be. For no, me. the CES experience is when you have all those guys in those uh, yellow t-shirts that say "Girls to Your Room" and they're flicking the cards oh, back and forth as you're walking up the I sidewalk. I hate that so much. I do like in introducing my my coworkers that have come from overseas, and it might be their first time in Vegas for CES, and I make them collect all the cards, mm-hmm. and then I go, "Oh, look at she's got cherries. You need to trade that one for the one that she's got diamonds on." Oh, and then, God, that's funny. Yeah, it's a uh, that yeah, Vegas is just it's just there. It's just Vegas. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's a place you go a lot. Yeah, but. I haven't been for. Have you ever gone? Forever. Yeah, I was gonna. I was just gonna ask you that. Like, when's the last time you went, and it wasn't for an event? Yeah, I'm trying to think. It was probably for like my brother's 21st birthday or like something like that. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. It's almost always because of of. We did actually. You know what? Jeanette and I did go, maybe eight years ago or so. Grayson was a little younger. We just yeah. needed to get like get away, and be adults for a weekend. And so we dropped him off with uh, his grandparents, and we just went out to Vegas for a couple of days and came back. But yeah, other than that, I mean, it's we have friends in Vegas that we like to visit, but we don't have to go see the Strip. We don't have to do any any of that stuff. Yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah, I'm not into it. Uh, sorry to backtrack, but apparently there is not a camera. Oh, Oculus is just using it just magic. Says Oculus Insight tracking, whatever that means. Magic. The Oculus Quest. Because it's a non, it doesn't need it. How expensive is the Oculus up? Is it like 400 bucks or something like that? Oh, it's not terrible. So it relies on four wide angle cameras. Oh, they're built into the headset. Oh, so it's looking out. Yeah, yeah, looking out instead of tracking a light or something like that. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of that seems like more work. So the Oculus Quest, which is their all in one, no PC gaming rig. Starts at four hundred dollars. Starts so, so that's sixty four gigs. You can get oh, one hundred twenty eight okay. gigs for four ninety nine. That sounds like four ninety nine more than I want to pay. How much was your PlayStation VR setup? Two something. Oh, that's not bad. Well, I mean, it is in that like if I didn't have you know if it was less than that, that would be better. Oh well, yeah, but Cause, cause it, right it was you're... worth it for like I mean honestly I think it was worth it. I, I've had fun with it, and they like family likes it. I even got my sister to play. Did you take a picture hilarious. of her flipping her off? No, I like... did take a picture of her though. But she, it was funny. <laughs> so she was on the couch, and uh, she didn't want to play. But she's like, you can see her kind of like practicing Doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, just play. So she did, and uh, we, it was pretty cool. She's Do you have to decent. play Beat Saber standing up? Uh, you could sit in a chair, I guess. If you you can't, yeah. But 
Because for some reason, like, I always see the, most of these virtual reality games being played. It's standing. Yeah, there is there is a game called something. I have no idea what it's called. But you basically, it's kind of like a, it's a side scroller where, you know, you get to, from one end of the screen to the other. Yeah, yeah. And then it resets. And then, yeah. So, anyways, um, that game you can play sitting down. You use a control, regular controller. And what? it's crazy because it comes, like, it comes all the way to your body. So, like, you look down and you're not playing very far away from yourself. Interesting. Yeah, and like all of the environment, everything comes right up to you. So you're like, it, it's it's super cool. It's a trip. Huh. Yeah, I like it. It'd be kind of interesting to see if like other video games, like like classic games, being reimagined as a virtual reality experience, like playing Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. You know, in that kind of perspective, where it's like a side scroll, but you look up and you're underneath the little question mark block or right, something. Right. You know? And maybe you're playing just with the remote, but. The viewpoint and being able to kind of look yeah, around changes, and see, yeah. That would be kind of interesting. The uh, yeah, I mean it's fun. I mean, there, there's, there. Hopefully, do more with it. I know that there's not. It's kind of limited in what they've done with it. Um, the the other thing that we were trying to look at, my brother and I were were looking at uh, Rock Band, trying to get Rock Band. Not this is not VR related necessarily, but, just, but it was in that same conversation that led to me going, screw it, I'll buy this. Oh, Iron, there's an Iron Man game that just came out too where you're like flying around in the Iron Man suit. Oh. Sure. Seems sure. Um, but it's kind of cool. You know, you have like the Jarvis overlay and the, yeah, yeah. so the whole deal. Uh, anyway, so we were we were talking about Rock Band and Aaron was like, oh, I should try and find one. Dude, you can't find a Rock Band setup for like less than 700 bucks. It's crazy. Well, and... Some of that is okay. It's discontinued. You can't yeah, find yeah. it. But some of it is also the prices are all jacked just because of the stay-at-home. Why did they discontinue it? That I was it was so good. It was the music licensing. I think is what was getting really expensive. Oh, just they couldn't afford it. Yeah, anymore? just because the the record labels or whatever were charging crazy amounts for the music licensing, and some of those licenses were only for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And then when it's an online gaming, and then it's just so. I wonder if you were to buy Rock Band. Let's say you did find a copy of it that was a reasonable price with the yeah, yeah everything all, with all the pieces. Could you still get all the music? Maybe whatever you could, well, probably whatever is loaded on the game. But I mean, as far as buying additional tracks or maybe that, the whole back end, like whatever the cloud supports. Right, is. right. Yeah, I wonder if that, if any of that's still there. Because that, that's really, if without that, it's almost not worth it. Well, yeah, there's there's TV shows that everyone's like, oh, I wish it would come to DVD. But it's because of the music that they had in the series. They take forever to go back and replace right. all of the music with just royalty-free or rights-free uh, tracks. Right. So that, that always ends up being like a complication. Well, that's kind of the like the limitation even with Beat Saber. Like the music, I noticed that they did add something. For the stock music is terrible. It's like EDM, like, like it's yeah. it's awful. Um, but they have Imagine Dragons, Green Day, and a couple other artists that you they're like extra that you music can actually, pack. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they're very limited in the amount of music that they have for it. How much extra is the music pack? Is it like ten bucks? Like, an, are you paying like a, a CD cost for I one think, artist? Yeah, I, about that. It was like seven dollars for oh, one, and then like nine dollars for a different one. I think Green Day has like eleven tracks. And it was nine bucks. Mm. Not awful. Yeah. Um, especially since it's you know less offensive as far as music goes in general. Right. Right. But so Magic Dragons, what's that that other one? There's another like band that's in that genre that they have stuff on there too. Anyways. Twenty one pilots kind of thing. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. I don't remember. Uh but yeah, so I mean that that's the real limitation to that game. I think it'd be a lot more fun if they had better music a, a, or, yeah, or wider, wider variety. variety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And dude, it is actually very difficult. Like hard. So normal is 
fairly hard and then you put it on hard and it gets hard. Is hard. there an easy mode? I'm always a fan. There of is an easy. easy mode. However, it's almost too, too easy. easy. So there's no, it's like the gap or the jump from easy yeah. to hard to, you know, to whatever, to regular to hard. It gets exponentially harder for some reason rather yeah. than, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I, I kind of hate that because I am a fan of like trying something out on the easy mode just to kind of get a sense of how everything goes. Yeah, yeah. And then you go back, all right, let's try it for real. And also, nope, I suck at this. Well, they have like a, I think it had like a practice or a tutorial. Oh, they they, they had a tutorial, something like that. So usually I'll just say it's great. We'll do tutorial. I'll do the tutorials and then just go into it. But whatever, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else is going on, sir. Oh, you, uh, we, we were talking about food and we're talking. <laughs> yeah. So we were on the Del Taco conversation yeah. and part of it's like, all right, cool. Get it to go. Yeah. So yesterday my wife and son got a to go meal from a place that you probably wouldn't think of getting a to go meal from. Okay. And it really kind of impacted the dining experience. So did, did it, did it scar you a little bit? No. It's or like just, make you uncomfortable? No. So. My wife and son were craving seafood, so we went to, or they went to the Kicking Crab. And it's one of those um, uh, steam pot places where they throw in like uh, potatoes and, yep. and corn and, and they crab put it in a literal bag. And shrimp. And they put it in a bag. Yep. And it's got the seasoning and all that stuff. And so it's in a bag, in another bag, yep. and then in a paper bag. Well, and at the restaurant, you would. Basically, dump it on the table. It's one of right. like a like a backyard uh, crawfish. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like a yes broil. Yes, not a boil. That's the word. It's a crawfish boil yeah, experience right. where your table is covered in like plastic tablecloth, yeah. and you're eating, you're tearing apart everything with your hands, yep. and and at the restaurant, I and mean, we've gone to these restaurants in person uh, pre COVID times. It's a great experience. Ordering it as a to go meal. And then driving it the 25 minutes or whatever till you get home, then like somehow... Oh, yeah. It's not close. It's not close. Ugh. And then protecting your tabletop surfaces. And they give you like a little... like Did it's you a just pa- go paper outside mat. and eat? No, we ate it inside. Oof. But like a little paper mat. And usually most of these places have like a paper towel dispenser like right at yeah, the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you need a right. lot of them. Yeah. And so you don't have that. And then you're, you're doing it at home. It's just... I think it's the experience that sucked. The food was okay. And maybe it was only okay because of the fact that there was a good 20 minutes before receiving it. And I never know, even when I pick up food to go and I tell them I'm going to be there at 645 and I get there at 645. How long was it there? How long has the food been waiting? And so with this meal, I don't know if it had been sitting out for 20 minutes under a heat lamp. Then my wife picks it up and then we take it home. And so then I got to thinking, what other meals would really suck in a to-go environment because you can't experience them as they were kind of envisioned in a hot pot. I was thinking Benihana. Yeah, Benihana. How shitty would that take-home experience be when you open up your styrofoam container and you've got this soggy, wilted onion volcano <laughs> just kind of <laughs> collapsing in the no, corner? I think we were talking about this earlier. If they did like a DIY Benihana and you could like tapenaki at home. You'd have to have the griddle. But yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe you just like I don't know. You make it up as you go. Get a piece of sheet metal. Because, but yeah, because the whole experience with Benihana, it's it's dinner and a show. So that whole theatrical flame. I've actually eaten at the bar at Benihana, so I've eaten at Benihana minus the show. The food's still good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not that bad. But do they cook it on the table behind you? No, they bring it out to you like plated. Oh. So it's not. It's definitely not the same experience. But even that being said, I wouldn't want to get that to go either. 
Uh, sushi? No, thank you. I won't do sushi to go. I don't know. I don't if want I would have a problem warmish with... sushi. True. I guess it all depends on how long it takes you to get it home. Well, not only that, but like, I don't know. There's something about, for me, I really like sitting at the sushi bar and it's a process. Like you do a konomiyaki or, like, yeah. or whatever. And you just like bring stuff. Right. Like I don't want to. It's it's more the experience too, right? That that makes sushi for me. And yeah, if it's even like a hint of uh, not cold or not like at least yeah. chilled. Because it's, it's trying to think about it. Like there's plenty of other meal experiences that to go is no worse for wear. Like getting right. pizza to go, no problem. You know, it's like uh, burritos travel really well wrapped in foil, so that's yeah. totally fine. No problem. Like you, like okay, hot pot. You're not gonna get hot pot at home unless yeah. you have the yeah. cooker, the burner. Burgers are fine. French fries kind of suck to go. They, for yeah. some reason, they just get cold so much quicker on the transport home, which is always kind of strange. Yeah, French fries don't do well because it's because they're in a bag and they end up steaming. Yeah, that's right? probably exactly what it is. So that's that's a problem. Um, and I, I didn't mean a konomiyaki. I meant omakase by the way yeah. so just Chef's if you're choice. listening yes yeah. uh but that, that's usually how I like and like yeah okay what else would be bad uh korean barbecue you can't do that what are you just gonna take home raw meat yeah that's just going to the grocery store well the thing that trips me out too now is like those places that it's it was uh do it yourself like you go to the yo- frozen yogurt place like yogurt yeah. land yeah that's not do it yourself anymore no you have to tell them what flavors you want and like how much you want and, and toppings, then the toppings and all that yeah. stuff it's basically we're back to penguins or TCBY. Yeah, but those places were actually good. Well, yeah, that's true. This is kind of weird in the in the change of like I love Golden Spoon as a kid. Like yeah, I, I still prefer the flavor. I was a Penguins fan. Oh yeah, remember those places? Yeah, yeah. The there's a place down the road. Well, not down the road. It's close enough, but it's called a uh, Yogurt Hut, but it's with a J, so I call it Joggert Hut. Ah, oh. and uh, it's actually pretty decent, but. I haven't been there in a while. The last time I, I went there was uh, a few months ago, probably. And they were still, they were doing, go ahead and serve yourself. The one across the street, which was a yogurt land, was doing the, no, we'll do it, no, for, we'll you, do it yeah. for you. Yeah. I walked into a 7-Eleven over the weekend and you could serve yourself at the soda machine or the, or the slurping machine, but you had to put on gloves first. Well, that makes sense. So you had to put on the gloves, do your yeah. thing and do it that way. What about uh, the but nacho the, station? Is that but the working? hard thing with for me is like I always like to get the Slurpee filled all the way to the top of the dome cup. Yeah, that's and how you're supposed to do it. Right, but then you, sometimes the Slurpee's still expanding so that it comes out the top of the cup. Oh. And usually you just put it to your mouth and just suck off the top of yeah, it. Yeah, you can't do that? Not when you have a mask on. Oh, that's a good one. That's true. And, yeah. Or how many times I've gotten like a fountain drink and the first thing I want to do is bring the straws to my yeah, mouth. Yeah, you smack yourself in the face. Because I, I got a mask on. Well, back to my question. Was the nacho station still operational? I did not pay attention because I don't go to 7-Eleven for the nacho station. Then you're missing out. Or the spinning hot dog station. I, or I the, am or the not, pizza station. I'm not going to lie. The nachos with the cheese and the chili and the jalapenos and you put some onions on there are disgustingly good. Huh, like better or worse than like ballpark nachos? Like when you go to Angel Stadium. Kind of the same idea. Yeah. But there, you know, there's one of those things where fake cheese, fake nachos. I don't even know if the fucking onions are real. But every (laughs) every once in a while, and I by every once in a while, I mean like, dude, I haven't had them in 11 years. Oh, so it's been a long while. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want them. I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to the memory. It was like, get a 40 and nachos. And that was a meal? Or not a, not a meal. It was like a, we're hanging out in the park. 
Ah. Playing baseball or something. Hoops. Is that... Yeah, shooting hoops outside of the school. Yeah. When a yeah, couple yeah. of guys yeah, exactly. interrupted how good. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like I love Korean barbecue. I don't I actually don't know if they're doing uh, outside dining with Korean barbecue. Well, but so, well, how you'd have to move the whole thing outside. Well, the other thing that I saw is like driving around, you're seeing a lot of easy ups outside of restaurants. Yeah. And I'm surprised how many people are willing to go to a Denny's in the middle of the day in a hundred degree heat oh. to sit under an easy up to eat Denny's. There are so many restaurants. So that's that's actually the spot on example because there's a the Denny's at the fifty five and seventeenth. Yeah has tents outside and i i rode by it the other day and went who the fuck like why would why denny's why denny's exactly it's like there's nothing spectacular on the cuisine except maybe breakfast but usually yeah, you do that like i mean moves over my hammy yeah that's my go-to as well yeah but but i'm not i to, but I, to your point i have to be hammered yeah yeah it's that's fascinating to me and the, the other one that i thought was interesting is and i just noticed it today i drove by there was a claim jumper and i thought those were all gone there's still there's a couple around, not very many, okay. but they had the easy up set up last time I saw it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Drove by today and none of them were out. So I don't know if they said, F this. Yeah. We're closing our doors. The, the two people that want it are gonna have to wait. Right. There's a black Angus down the street. I should go I should go by there. They're probably the only black Angus left. I should go by there and see if they've got their tents yeah. up. That's what's fascinating to me now, is like, okay, with this weather, it's like, yeah, you can sort of eat in by eating in the parking lot under a easy up but in the sweltering heat that's gotta suck it's like you know it's like downtown world old, old town orange or whatever like they've got all the some of the streets are blocked off and they're doing that so it's all dining outside we've talked about this before but at, at 95 96 degrees sitting under an, an umbrella like it just doesn't with all those people it can't be a fun experience yeah at all but i mean people are doing it the place is freaking crowded so yeah. I guess maybe it is. I have no idea, but who knows? So yeah, I'm trying to think. What else is a shitty food to get to go? There's so much though. Pancakes. Well, I think any sort of fancy restaurant where presentation oh is key is key, yeah. and where you know the the experience with the 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 server and the staff and the interactions and all that stuff is kind of part of the experience, like. Because when you get a beautifully plated meal, like if you get a nice steak at a steakhouse yeah. and everything in it, and then just imagining it being like Capitol Grill, for example, that's a great in-person dining experience. Sure. I can't imagine what it would be like to go. Is it just in a styrofoam container? Well, how do you... Okay, so let's say you order a steak to go or delivery or whatever. I want a medium rare steak. So it's, it gets to your house and it's been sitting and now it's like, medium yeah because it's just over like yeah i don't know i don't know how that works and i don't i'm trying to think of trying to think if i've ordered anything recently and been really disappointed i have not i have yet to order anything for delivery really every because of the fact that i think that grubhub and Uber well they, so they definitely are not uh a good thing for the restaurant necessarily. Right. Yeah. And yeah, because of the fees that they're charging right. stuff, I refuse to support those. So I'll, I will go to the restaurant, place the order in person or call in the order yeah. and go and pick it up myself. Um, so I haven't had to worry about that whole delivery timetable to see what that impact has been. But it's, I mean, it's been a while since I've actually done that. Like I think earlier in the week we used the uh, El Pollo Loco app and I just placed an order and picked Man. it up. But that's just, I could have gone through the drive-thru. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wingstop is good delivered. I mean, it's wings. I don't know how you screw that up. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There, there's got to be, like, to your point, anything that you need to look at that's like, I want to see it on the plate, right? Or a steak or something that would be, let's call it like a celebratory place. Like I think you, you go any sit-down restaurant sucks to go, like Chili's to go. Can't be yeah. that great. No, it can't be good. Well, it's not great. To begin with. Yeah. But, but I mean, yeah, what, dude, you order fajitas and now they're cold? Like, yeah. that doesn't sound good. Yeah, it's just, I, I think those are the restaurants that are probably suffering the more, is like the more traditional sit-down yeah. dining restaurants. All of the fast casual, you know, the, the quick service restaurants, like the Chick-fil-A's, the Chipotle's, yeah. all those places are well, fine because it's kind of... I think even like, even the sit-down places that they, they can probably be fine if they've modified their menu a little bit understanding that it's a to-go thing like right there's now. a bj's brew house by my house yeah it's like won't you just get nothing, regular pizza well there's nothing on the bj's menu that i'm really ever craving yeah yeah right like when you go let's go to bj's yeah. okay it's you know they have a bunch of stuff on the menu well, their we'll food's find not great either they used right. to be really good when i was a kid we used to go to the bj's in uh, balboa yeah the pizza the bazooki yeah those yeah. were great yeah it was awesome not so much anymore yeah I, uh, damn, dude, pizza sounds good. <laughs> like a uh, sausage pepperoni pizza. Just a gluten-free one? Just No, gluten-free. What do you, What the hell is a gluten-free pizza? What's it made out of? Cardboard? What's that? Uh, oh, cauliflower. Pepper. Yeah, I was going to say the cauliflower crust. I've never had a cauliflower crust pizza. I haven't had one. I've seen one. Yeah, I mean, I've seen them. It doesn't mean I want to eat it. No, but right? it's an option, yeah. I guess. But I mean, how do they even, like, how does it stick together? Science. <laughs> not, that's not a good thing. Like eggs, cheese. Like what's, how do they... what's the binding agent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Breadcrumbs, which defeats the purpose. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it's you know they they use just it's only like two percent breadcrumb. Yeah. And then because it's such a low minor amount, they don't have to disclose it. Eh, like Tic Tacs are zero calorie when you eat just one. Because it's a rounding thing, they it's like oh a, they round down right yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you eat the entire package of Tic Tacs, it's something like sixty oh, grams of sugar. Oh yeah, but they're sugar free, so it's like right yeah. It's uh it's semantics basically. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of uh, gluten free stuff and foods and whatnot, so I uh <clears throat> I ordered a I'm trying to find the the name of the brand so that I can tell you uh, accurately what I'm talking about here. Uh, Thin Slim Foods, which is horrible name thin slim oh yeah it's so bad anyways so it was a deal where i got suckered i saw an instagram ad or something and uh they make net zero carb bread okay so it's just it's bread but it's just super high in fiber so it nets right, out, so, right? Yeah. uh and it is on its own not that great like it's just it yeah it's dense and it's yeah, got yeah. A, kind of a weird flavor to it however if you make like you grill, toast it or make grilled cheeses with it, yeah, absolutely great. So, so if you good. slather it in butter, it's good. Butter, mayonnaise, and cheese. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so that's just the secret for anything, right? But your, but no, your, like your it, cauliflower it, crust pizza. That must be what it is. Yeah. But, but it like it it crusts really good. It tastes like an actual piece of bread. So I made a like I made a BLT the other day. And did you poop like thirty minutes later? No, no, it no. wasn't like that. That uh. What is it? Like my my aunt makes this. We call she calls it whoosh, but it's like a broccoli salad. It's just got like broccoli mayonnaise oh, just, and raisins or something. Oh like that. god, that's it's some horrible. sort of white person yeah, like yeah. weird that's, salad thing. That's really weird. Like ambrosia. Yeah. What, what, is, just, what we, is people's obsession with Jello? By the way. 
what's people's obsession with mayonnaise? It's just a thing. Yeah. You, you like it and you yeah. go for it, I guess. The, uh, but I mean, it, it was a deal. Like I said, I saw like an Instagram ad or something and was like, oh, you know, a sandwich would be good. And uh, so I just tried it and. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty decent. I wouldn't. How I much was a loaf of them. bread? I don't remember. Could you buy just one, or did you have to buy like a case pack? Yeah, I bought like a um, like a sampler. So they sent me like a cookie and some oh, okay. other stuff. But it was it's all kind of like imagine a very arid thing in your face. Like it's not like it's not hmm. great. The flavoring was not super strong. So like low sugar, and you know, I'm sure it's like uh, good for other people too i don't know like it wasn't terrible i think at that point i was just like i'll just eat a tortilla or something yeah i mean you could do that because they have like low carb tortillas which, yeah I've, but, seen, I've, I've seen them in the grocery store yeah, yeah like mission makes a low carb tortilla that we get and it's like, Are they any good yeah it's actually pretty good but they're not zero net carbs it's something like six carbs oh yeah well i mean that's i guess as long as you're that's all you're eating for the day it's not terrible right. um i did make uh cheddar cheese taco shells just cheese and then you just fry. a round cheese and then you put meat on it and eat it. Okay. That's pretty good. There we go. I mean it's cheddar cheese. Yeah, cheese is good. Yeah, I love cheese so yeah. much. Yeah. We have we always have like string cheese and a bunch of different cheeses in the house. Yeah. Shredded and bricks and slices and Yeah, yeah. We like the cheese aisle. I am so I didn't know this, but shredded cheese typically has like it's like potato flour or something like yeah. that in it. Just for yeah, to keep from sticking. Yeah, so I've been and actually, honestly, I I I buy Tillamook cheese in the big blocks and I shred it myself. Look at you. Yeah. Wow. That's where all that muscle definition (laughs) is coming in. (laughs) Only on one side. Yeah. Yeah. No, I uh, yeah, dude, I love cheese. Now I said I know you sent me an an email saying or a text message saying, "Hey, I've got a kettlebell. What kind of workouts? How big is your kettlebell? Oh, it's small. It's like twenty five pounds. That's decent size. Yeah." But that's, was, that's worth like 500 bucks right now. Oh, dude, that's <laughs> the only reason that's, that's the only one I have. That because you, that's can't the only fi- you can't find anything. Yeah. And so it was a deal like, you know, I had resistance bands and stuff, but I was just getting bored more than anything else. Are you bring that on the train? That would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> no, oh, okay, so speaking of the train, well, by the way, there is a shower and you do have a bathroom and you're like not in my room, but you get down at the end the of the car itself has like a private bathroom. So the, the commoners can't come into your cart. Oh, right. Car, cart, car. Is there some sort of key pass or how do you get access to your car? Like, a little... if there's not an attendant in there handing me like napkins, I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah. He should be the gatekeeper. There's a well, bouncer. You already said you had like dining assistants. So I'm pretty sure you can get them to cut it up into little bite sized pieces for you and make oh airplane sounds. So funny. I need you to feed me. The train's going into the tunnel. Open yeah. up. It'll be it'll be kind of cool. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm excited for this trip. It's going to be super. It'll be an adventure no matter what. Oh so yeah, that, that's that's the cool part. Oh totally. And I, you know, it, getting to see a bunch of stuff that you probably wouldn't necessarily look at, like hobos and yeah. Well, like even graffiti. even the stuff out the window because the yeah, train well, yeah, yeah. the train doesn't always go next to the road. Right. Right. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. And maybe it goes. Through the forest. Yeah, or through the plains or wherever. Yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. There's nothing between Chicago and... There's not a lot. No. But all, but the one from Portland to Chicago, you, you bring go through Glacier National Park. GoPro and do a time lapse out the I, window? I am not going to do that. That could be interesting. Yeah, but it's not going to happen. You could get like tens of YouTube views like on your... I guarantee you, dude, there, if you wanted, there are so there many probably are videos. Yeah. yeah. But I just, you know, I'll take pictures and I'll have a, I'll have a grand old time. It's going to be cool. I'm excited to, uh, 
to get the heck out of here for a little bit. Yeah, that I think is the biggest takeaway. Just getting the fuck out and yeah. just doing something different. Well, it's going to be weird though because I've got to work from the train and they don't. So apparently, they don't have Wi-Fi on these trains, which it's fine. I'll use my phone as a tether. Yeah, but I don't know how. I mean, in all honesty, I don't know how productive I'm going to be. I'll try. Yeah. But my boss is like, he doesn't care. He's like, whatever. Yeah. You, you need a break. You need a break. Um, so before we we go, uh, or before we wind this down, you were telling me about some mail bot thing that I want to make sure that we tell everybody uh, else about because I yes. thought that was kind of cool. Yes. So as you may be aware, if you're paying any attention to current events, but the <laughs> if you're alive, yeah, the U.S. Postal Service is kind of under assault from within as the uh, the guy that's running this show at the U- U.S. Postal Service is a major Trump uh, supporter, and he's kind of throwing some challenges challenges yeah. to a free election via mail-in ballots. So what's going on is about 600-plus mail-sorting uh, machinery across the U.S. have been pulled and removed from uh, post offices. So these are the machines that are processing you know, 60,000 pieces of mail uh, in a day to sort them and get them sent out to where they should be. And these machines have been removed from service. Yeah. And they're also pulling out the blue mailboxes. Physical mailboxes. Physical mailboxes yeah. well, from you, cities. You saw that photo from, was it New York? Where there's there was li- New York. They're literally was... in the back of the truck getting taken away. Who yeah. takes away mailboxes? Exactly. So because of this, there has been quite an uproar. And I believe... Uh, Nancy Pelosi has sent out a, a, a letter asking uh, members of Congress to come back to D.C. immediately, and they're they're subpoenaing subpoena. Yeah, aren't they? They're on like a they're on a break or recess or they're, whatever. They're on a month long vacation. Just, they just started. Yeah, come on. I know, I know. But how it, do you get, how do you get a month long vacation when that's literally the only job you have to do? Tech, like, in theory, in the olden days, this would be a chance for the representatives to go back to their home cities and talk to their constituents and do what they need to do in their local areas before heading back to DC in the age of email and constant contact. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not quite a party, but anyways, there's this awesome tool called the resist bot and it's basically an automated service. So if you were to text the word or the letters USPS to five zero four zero nine, that's five zero four zero nine. You'll text get a USPS. Yeah, you'll 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 text USPS to that number. You'll get a prompt back from the resist bot. It'll ask you what your name is. It'll ask you what your address is, and then it'll come up and it'll tell you these are your state representatives and your local representatives. Right. Would you like to send them an email? If you say yes, you can give it your email address. It'll actually put together a full on email and send it out. To these representatives. You don't have to on, copy and paste it. It does it all for you. It does it you. all for you. Oh, cool. And it's via a little text chat bot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me all of maybe 45 seconds. How did you find this thing? Social media. Ah. Yeah, I saw a friend had posted it. And I've used the resist bot before for something else. And it's kind of like, it's similar idea like those change.org, right. you know, petitions. Yeah, yeah. But on those... It's only when you cross a certain threshold that somebody's supposed to address it, which right. this administration has not done at all. Right. But with the resist bot, it's actually sending documents well, they're to actually, your elected representatives. They're legally required to look at a petition at a certain number, right? Yeah, the change.org stuff, maybe. I thought that's sort of how that worked. That but, was, but okay, yeah. it's not how it's going now. <laughs> but anyway, so I've done it in the past, and I actually did get re- email replies from... 
uh, my state representatives. Oh, no so, kidding. Granted, it's a you know form letter, yeah, whatever, but, but it, it, it acknowledges they got it exactly. Yeah, um, and so it's kind of an easy way to do it. So if you're concerned about what's happening with the U.S. Postal Service and you want to make sure that your your checks, your medicines, your packages, your letters, and all of the things that you get in the mail arrive on time like they used to do a couple right. of months ago. Yeah, if you've noticed that things are slowing down. Yeah. Yeah. I've had I've had like remember that t-shirt that I ordered? Yeah, the Randy Travis t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. It arrived at my post office, but it took another week and a half before it got from my post office, which is half a mile from my house to my house. Which makes no sense. Because of the slowdown. Right. So anyways, text USPS to 50409 and the resist bot will reply Ask you a couple of questions and totally help you contact your local representatives and your state representatives to say, hey, we got to do something about this. Yeah, this is not a a great situation. Uh, No. For so many different reasons. Um, I actually read a pretty interesting article, too, recently uh, that, speaking of the mail, (laughs) this guy was uh, encouraging everybody to donate to the Donald Trump campaign. Oh, yes. To donate a penny. Yes. Write a check, a physical check for a penny. Mail it to the to his campaign in New York, his campaign headquarters, because the amount of money that they will spend on you, and it gums up the works, and it causes a bunch of other like wasted resources. And then because resources. you're a, a donor, they have to declare it. And then because you're a donor, they'll put you on their mailing list, and they'll send you crap. So the money yep. they spend on postage. Right. And those mailing lists get sold, so other people try to solicit to you, and then it just causes all this chaos uh, all for a penny. Yeah, all for a penny. If enough people did it. And yeah, I mean, you're going to be on a Donald Trump mailing list somewhere, but it doesn't mean you support the guy. Yeah. A check for a penny. It's pretty funny. It is pretty funny. Yeah. So anyways, the uh, yeah, the resist bot, that's super rad. Uh, I encourage everybody to jump on that. I didn't even know. I, I've never heard of it. That was a piece of grown-up wisdom right there. It from was. the in grown-ups. Yeah, we got a little a little weird here. A little knowledge. <laughs> I don't. I don't really have much else to talk about today. No, we talked about plenty. We, we did, we did. We talked about a lot of stuff. I, uh, I I'll save some stuff for next time. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the trip. So I'll have to tell everybody what it's like when I get back, which will probably be two episodes actually from now. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like so. Anyways, uh, all right. It's always good to see you. Woot woot. I'm out of here. Later. Bye. Peace. You've been listening to the Ungrown Ups podcast, and for this, we apologize.